You made a fair move. Screaming about it can't help you. I don't have it. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee. But, sir, nobody worries about upsetting a droid. That's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. I see your point, sir. I suggest a new strategy, R2. Let the Wookiee win. save that to get into the show. <laughs> I really feel like we blew our wad on the outtakes there. <laughs> we're just too Whoops. good. We're on. Yeah. We're firing on all kinds of cylinders today. Six, mm-hmm. maybe eight. I don't know cars. Oh my god. Do they even make eight? I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's I gotta take your word for it. I, I don't know. We don't know. I, I'm bad at cars. If somebody asked me, gun to my head, and then they were like, oh, this is this is really overkill. I'll, I'll just simply ask you as a person, um, do you know how many cylinders your car has? I'd be like, no, no. I don't. Put the gun back up to my temple. Ask me then. And then they do it. And I'm still like, no, I, no, does, does not help. I well, just wanted to see, even under pressure, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> even under penalty of death. Uh, 14. <laughs> Yeah, I hate whatever, because uh, I'm, I'm just not into cars that much. Like, I used to, I mean, I know a few things, but um, I don't know what any of my cars actually are. And so they'd go in and be like, cool, do you have the the, the V4 or the V8? Or V6, V8? And I'd be like, uh, I'll look at the manual, and I'm sure it tells you there. It's in the glove box if you want to take a gander. Does it drive? That's what I got. That's all I need right now. I just, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth for car talk. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell them. Yeah. Um, when you said, I don't know what I have in relation to your vehicle, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Stephen doesn't know, like, what vehicle he drives at all. Like, if you, if you go yeah. out into a parking lot, <laughs> I could see you just, like, trying to lift the handle of every door. It's like, yeah. nope, not this one. All right, next. You know how long it takes me to get home after parking lots. I have to go uh-huh. to every car. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And then when I open one, I get mm-hmm. in. I try my key. If it doesn't work, I get out. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people find me in their cars just trying to start it. It doesn't work. I'm like, I apologize. I have no clue what I drive. Well, the last time you guys came up here to Oklahoma, Brandy and I like got up in the morning and Amanda like got up shortly thereafter. I was like, oh, is Steven still sleeping in? And she said, no, Steven's gone. I said, where'd he go? She goes to a parking lot. I'm like, oh, no, Amanda, you can't let him do that. <laughs> He's going to be there all day, sure enough. (laughs) You didn't come home till like 3 a.m., so. Well, I I have a passion, and my Mm -hmm. passion is getting into strange cars. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, you're you're trying to learn. You're trying to figure out what vehicle is yours. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you drive your car, which was fine because it was in, parked in our driveway. So process of elimination. Mm -hmm. It's not the one in the garage, Stephen. That's mine and my wife's. So you're just like, oh, it must be this one. Okay, fair enough. You're, you're good. That's easy enough. You go yeah. park out into a shopping center's parking lot, get out of the car, put your hands over your eyes, turn around in a circle three times, vomit, because you got a sensitive tum tum. Sure. And then you're like, okay, 
which one is it? For whatever reason, you walk to the other end of the parking lot and immediately start. You know, whenever, like, I think Brandy might have talked about this once before. As, as like, a runner, like, sometimes you, you mm. just want to, like, you'll get dropped off at a point to, like, run to another point. You know, like, mm. uh, not like a race necessarily, but, like, you'll, you could be dropped off a few miles away and then run home. And that way, mm. you'll just be home whenever you're done, right? Mm. I like to do that with myself for cars. Yeah. I like to give myself as many obstacles in my path as possible. So I like to go to the far corner. I go to the biggest parking lots I can find. Malls are very good. Um, although not people go to them anymore, so there's not enough cars to get through. Like, I really want to... It's part of the process, you know? Like, I'd like to, I'd like to try it. So I need a lot of cars. I've, I've never heard anyone complain about the lack of cars in a mall parking lot before. Fucking but- A. Hey, you know what? This this is LTAS. We're yeah. breaking new ground here. Yeah. I need the Starcourt Mall parking lot from Stranger <laughs> Things 3. Right. Yeah. I need lots of 80s kids to be there. Yeah. I need yeah. I need wagons with wood panels on the side, Brent. <laughs> I need vans with unicorns painted on the side, Brent. You know? Fuck yeah. All the good Hell stuff. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Brent, two things. One, I'm afraid that our outtake discussion was way better than this one, but here we are. Absolutely. Yep. And two, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. And uh, audience, I assure you, this is the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> because Steven, <laughs> told you it'd be worth it. Steven, yeah. what is our main topic today? Star Wars or Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Hell yeah. I like to call it Star Wars, though. I wanted to start this off right away and let that be known that Mm -hmm. I am a purist when it comes to this franchise, and it originally was just called Star Wars, so that's what this movie is. Hell yeah. So Brent and I, as well as the original Star Wars naming, um, I I am a very much a purist of the Star Wars franchise, and... Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of the special editions that came out with this franchise, uh, like 20 years after the fact. I don't need all the extra CGI. I don't need the changes in dialogue that they did, mm-hmm. um, changes in little scenes or whatever. So I want it to be original. I also, like in the original crawl uh, of the words coming up and everything, it used to just say Star Wars, and now it says Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope to match the rest of them and everything. So. I want to see it as close as possible to the original viewing as, as, as we can. So years ago, I had found these uh, despecialized editions by this guy named Harmy um, online, mm-hmm. who basically painstakingly over years recreated the original trilogy using uh, Blu-ray copies that he could, where, where he could, that didn't have special edition bullshit in them. He used, um, like, HD... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, like just like regular like uh, DVR recordings that some people had made whenever they were on HD uh, mm, channels, okay. like early on in the, the like 2000s and stuff. People had recorded them off of there. He used like laser discs that had good quality scenes and stuff. He made all kinds of cool stuff. So so That's that crazy. he could redo the original movie how it's supposed to be and not you know see all the special edition stuff. So I've been watching these for the last few years, and I, I hand them out and stuff. Um, you can easily find them online uh, to, to watch, and everything, watch and everything like that. But uh, so essentially, yeah, we watched the despecialized version of this, uh, which is much purer, much better. 
Yeah. So I was telling my wife, um, like, this is the third time I've seen this movie, I think. Oh, okay. Um, wow. So, yeah, very, very This is going to uh, be so fun, yeah. Fresh mm-hmm. for me. So uh, you've seen this movie... 300 times. 300 times. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could conservatively say I've watched this like 50 times over my life. I mean, yeah. it's been a bunch, you know, it's just on mm-hmm. all the time. So, yeah. You know. um, my wife asked if I was enjoying it. And I was like, I really, I really am like this time, you know, uh, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told her it was a few years ago back when like Freeform was called ABC Family. They, oh, yeah. I think it was, I think it was that channel. But around the holidays, they would run like a Star Wars marathon. And mm-hmm. so it'd have cool. like the original trilogy on there. And I remember starting to watch um, A New Hope, um, as it's called, you know, with the well, the special effects and everything. Uh-huh. As I was getting into it, I like sat down. I made it like 20 minutes in before I was just like, I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. Like, because it got to a point where special effects were at it, like, you know, CGI mm-hmm. and whatnot. But it was a lot of um, like when the stormtroopers are on like uh Desert planet, yeah, or whatever, yeah, and like in the the version we watched, it like all the scenes kind of move at a a pretty good pace, Mm. but it had like the stormtrooper like in the foreground, and then like the background would pan, and you'd have like a a stormtrooper riding a CGI (laughs) uh, slug or whatever, uh, arm slug, and it was just like a lot of just like panning around. Here's all the special effects, but it's like why are we spending so much time on it? And yeah, like the pacing just was so bonkers with that. It's like, I, I kind of get it, and I feel for him, George Lucas, a little bit, of what he mm-hmm. was trying to do. Like, he had a vision that was way beyond what they were capable of doing, and they, they pushed the fucking envelope for this movie mm-hmm. um, with special effects and everything like that. But I, I get that he had a bigger vision, and he wanted to enhance that. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, we'll talk a little bit here. Um, there's a, a really cool YouTube video that changes one of the fight scenes uh, from this and it's awesome, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I wouldn't want it in a film either, right? Like, it doesn't fit, but but I like it. But it's like, he didn't do that, which would be a great improvement. He yeah. did, like, weird shots where he just pans to the side. It's just a dude riding a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, like, he just wanted to show more world building, but it drags it all down. It slows it all down. You're right. So yeah. very strange choices that he made with those. And mm-hmm. then they, they clearly stick out, you know? Yeah. So... And- yeah, it just slows everything down, and it's yeah. just like you're ready to kind of move on with it, and that's I guess that's why I got bored. I was just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get into all of the wonderful Star Wars discussion, mm-hmm. I do want to give a quick shout out to our uh, listener and our our pal Daniel Sanchez, who co-hosted on the uh, the. Uh, geez, what was it? Was the it? Too Fast, Too Furious Tokyo Drift okay, yeah. episode. Uh, <laughs> I probably did both of those together. That's good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Which awesome. actually like gets a lot of listens. Like oh, I go cool. back and check the stats and everything. And so I don't know if he's just got that big of an audience, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll credit Daniel because it's yeah. showing us. Um, but uh, I, I do want to give a shout out to Daniel. He is doing all month long in November. He's doing something called Jovember, which is where he... Um, or one person can actually go and uh, draw like G.I. Joe um, yeah. illustrations for the month of November. Um, I think what he is doing, and I don't know if everybody does it this way or not, but um, he's got a list of different characters he's drawing, like one for each day oh, and cool. not repeating them. Um, and so far we're recording here on, what is today, the, the third. Mm-hmm. He's got um, 
two illustrations up. I'm sure he'll have one posted later today and then on through the rest of the month. But everything he's posted so far uh, this month has been just stellar. Like, he's a great artist anyway. But the stuff he's doing with, like, color, and I think he's working with, like, gouache and whatnot, um, is uh, just gouache. What's gouache? You don't know. You don't <laughs> yeah. deserve to know. <laughs> it's a it's a type of like um, like paint. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's really knocking it out of the park. So go check out his stuff at Sanchez Goes West on Twitter and Instagram. Um, like I said, it's just really incredible work. So that's uh, awesome. Want to support him? So I love yeah. that uh, November has become a, a month for like many different like online projects that people do mm-hmm. like uh there's like no shave november there, which is why i have a beard uh mm-hmm. from years so and why years we don't ago. shave our buttholes in <laughs> november am i right man i call it dingleberry month uh myself uh <laughs> you down with dbm okay <laughs> but um but yeah and then there's like uh nanorimo the the national uh what is it november national writing month i think it's what it is uh, sure. National November. Somebody, I don't know what it is. I used to know. I've yeah. always wanted to do it, never done it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then November, sure, go with it, man. I've never heard of that okay. one, but fucking A, yeah. man, that's awesome. I like that. Hell For yeah. some reason, the, everybody's like, well, Halloween ended. You know, Thanksgiving's later this month, but it's not even a big deal. I just like to eat, if, if anything, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't really have a whole lot else going on. It's just kind of cooler, kind of cold outside. I'm going to be mm-hmm. indoors. I'm going to fucking have a project all month. It's kind of cool how it's become this weird thing for lots of different things. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know what, since you brought it up, let me take a, take a quick minute to bitch about Christmas. Um, so <laughs> the moment that Halloween's corpse cooled, I start seeing these Christmas advertisements on TV, especially on Freeform, oh, before okay. mentioned Freeform. Um, they've got like a holiday lineup mm-hmm. in there. Um, they've deal. got, you know, the, the Grinch, all these other movies. Steven, at the end of one of those adverts... Oh, yeah, they have include Mrs. Doubtfire in there for some reason. <laughs> All right. Whatever. They get weirder okay. and weirder every year with, like, a few movies. I don't understand. That's so weird. Well, speaking <laughs> of which, at the end of one of them, before it cuts to the logo for, like, 90 days of fucking Christmas or whatever bullshit, yep. I see uh, a character drop from the top of the screen to the bottom. Who is that character? Steven is Captain America. Oh. You're going you're gonna to incorporate what I believe is the Winter Soldier version of that costume into Christmas? Mm. You're gonna do do me dirty like that? Disney? You would do that to me? Disney owns Freeform. So I blame them for this. Wow, they own everything. They fucking own Christmas? They own this podcast now, I'm pretty sure. Just, just well, oh, we hey, them. you know what? I'm cool with it then. You know, we got that Disney money running in. Is that gonna be part of Disney Plus? It's gonna it's gonna be like the the five logos. It's gonna be Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, Nat Geo, and then Eltas. Okay, I'm down with guys. That. We got picked up. Yeah, I I will sell out in a heartbeat. And by and by picked up, I mean we got a cease and desist letter. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. We yeah. actually have to stop talking about Star Wars now. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, hey, we had a good run. <laughs> they got us. We got all the favorites out of the way. We got the Last Jedi. We got Solo. <laughs> We had a good run. We had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I can't remember even what I was going to say now, and that's unfortunate, but I feel for you. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, I know that you have a, a hate. There's, not a, there's no love in it. There's just a hate relationship with Christmas. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, too, have been places that were displaying Christmas, like in stores, 
during mm-hmm. Halloween season, and that really upset me because yeah. I like a, a clear, you know, separation between them. But mm-hmm. um, I wish I could enact a uh, a separation of Brent and Christmas. Yeah, me too. That you just wouldn't see it, like some sort of blinders, you know. Oh, it'd be great. Um, you know, with uh, the rise of AR technology. Um, mm. Apple is, is reportedly working on some AR glasses to uh, go along with their phones coming out next year. Okay. Maybe there could be a filter where every time there's like a Christmas thing, you get something else that you like. Um, you know, like a, a slash from Guns N' Roses. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, either the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. Or, or from GNR. <laughs> Wait, was based. Slash the Ninja Turtle, was he the guitarist in GNR? They both around in the 80s. Okay. I like, yeah, I like the Ninja Turtles. They're also, they have those big shells that would cover up a lot of things. So maybe would, there's yeah. a, a technology out there, you know, a, mm. a Snapchat sticker sort of thing. Slash um, chat. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna call him. He's already involved in this. He doesn't even <laughs> yeah. know it. We gotta call him and get him get him right in here. Uh, but yeah, I, I I wish I could create that for you, and maybe in the future we can, so that you could just yeah. not see things that you don't uh, want to see. It would be wonderful. Yeah. It'd be so much better. And then like, uh, they could have some. Uh, well, they have those new like AirPod Pros that just came mm-hmm. out. So maybe they could interact with each other. Uh-huh. And anytime Christmas music plays, I just hear oh yeah the the, uh, the sweet child of mine riff. It's playing right now. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, because there's a there's a function on them that they do. Is that my stomach? Did you hear that? Anyway. No, that's sweet child of mine. Okay. You just said it. You just said it. <laughs> Sometimes my stomach does do the guitar riff from Sweet Child of Mine. So. <laughs> yep. Um, no, but uh, I, what I was reading about those the, the the pro version of their their earbuds, and there's like a, a noise cancellation feature, or oh, you yes. can turn that off. So yeah, maybe there's mm-hmm. a, a Christmas cancellation feature. That's there what Brent be. needs. Yeah, I wish there was a, a live version of Christmas cancellation. <laughs> yeah. I take it away from everyone. <laughs> I'm a pretty liberal guy, but I I oh, do want man. to be the Grinch and just remove Christmas for everyone for at least one year. You know, just want to just want it to be gone. Just wanted to be gone. I feel like um, a lot of conservative fears are not really based in reality. Like they're they're afraid that like gay people are gonna ruin marriage. That's not true. They're afraid that uh, immigrants are gonna take their jobs. That that is also not true. But they they do have a fear of a war on Christmas, and Brent is waging one. It, so they are I, right. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I tweeted on November first. I'm like, it's fucking on, yeah, bitches. <laughs> yeah, let the war on Christmas commence. Like last year, oh, man. And maybe the the year before as well. Like it just sneak sneaks up on me so yeah. quickly, you know. It's like halfway through November, and then there's Christmas shit. And I'm like, fuck, I wasn't wasn't yeah. ready. But it's here, a early. here I was on Halloween day. I'm like, I know what I'm tweeting tomorrow. You know, I yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Lowe's. Yeah, you came out swinging. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you no Santa is safe. No what? No. I said no Santa is safe. <laughs> Not this year. Brent will pants or murder all of them. Either one. <laughs> you never know what will happen. Yeah. I'm not going to do both. I mean, no. like, you, you don't kick a man while he's down, you know? So, like, obviously. I if, mean, if you, you do. you pants, like, you have to live with that humiliation. Yeah. And sometimes that's better. So, but then sometimes I'm just like, you know, I got this machete. Guess where it's going? In your heart. <laughs> hey, and uh, real quick, uh, earlier you had talked about... Uh, 
wood paneling on station wagons oh, yeah. you know, going away and you want to bring it back. Uh, I had I had noticed this before, but since it, it came up in conversation, sure. and I'm going back to a thing that you mentioned uh, 12 minutes ago, um, I, I noticed that, you know, you and I, we were recording GarageBand on Max, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> it does have wood paneling on the sides of the, uh, the monitor here. <laughs> That's right, it does. <laughs> Bizarrely. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything on like Mac is typically like pretty pretty clean looking, but yeah, for whatever reason they're like, we gotta have that wood panel. Yeah, we're, like, we're ready to launch the software. It's like, no, no we're not. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get the proper wood grain. There's a specific look I'm looking for. You know, I just before the show, I, I uh, since we're talking about a new hope and everything, I I watched the very end scene of Rogue One where Darth Vader is uh, mm-hmm. is being a badass and everything, and uh, oh my god. I just lost what I was going to say. Fuck. <laughs> there was a whole reason I was bringing that in. And I was can't it, remember now. What's it related to? It had to do with wood paling. That's what's so fucking crazy. I was like, I'm oh, going to wow. bring this in. And like, I, as I was saying that, I was like, oh, wait. I got I got caught on here. I said a new hope. I should have said Star Wars. Oh, Rogue One, move on. And then I was like, wait, where was I going with this? Oh, God. Damn I, it. I like that what you took my approach, which is like, I'm just going to continue saying words until I, <laughs> until this train run out, runs out of track. It just ran out too fast. I didn't expect it. How would I rope that back, though? Back into the wood paneling. There's something with garages in there. I don't know. But listen. Oh, I remember it now. I remember it now. Oh, yes. I did it. You said, yeah. we got to push this out. Oh, wait. We got to get this wood paneling. And I was like, that's what they, they were doing. Whenever Darth Vader's chasing them, they're all passing around that disc. They're like, get it off the ship. Get it. Go. Run. Run. They're like, get yeah. that wood paneling on there now. Go. Go. <laughs> worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. <laughs> what a great show today. Yeah. What a great show. You know, we Ooh. had a natural transition oh, when yeah. I said machete a while ago. I chose to not take it and bring up the wood paneling again. Oh, but well. now I'm going to bring it back. Yeah. And then, have you take it and run with it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so speaking of machetes several minutes ago, what does that have to do with the reason I'm throwing it to you, Stephen? Oh, Brent, that was a good one. So Brent and I have also decided to uh, to do something fun for this. So what we wanted to do while we're we're doing Star Wars is leading up to Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, that's coming out soon, uh, on... Like the 19th, I think. Thursday the 19th is the first day. I think it's where my tickets are. Oh, um, look it up. And uh, yeah, so it'll be right before Christmas. Our, our episode will air on Christmas Eve, I believe. So uh, that rhymed. And Brent won't have to do Christmas stuff during December. Oh, that is the plan. Wonderful. So hey, this war is <laughs> <yeah>. working. <laughs> Start at home, right? Start at your own uh, podcast. Fuck so yeah. Um, so yeah. So what we have planned is we wanted to watch the at least the main canon stories leading up to episode nine. And we'd already done The Last Jedi when it came out. Uh, what was that? Mm, two years ago? A year ago? I don't even know when that was. Uh, yeah, I guess it would have been, have been two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah, anyway. So we did that already. So we'll talk about that a little bit in, in terms of watching it all together, but we won't do a full episode on it. But the rest of them we're going to try. So we're starting out, and uh, what we're doing, what Britt was mentioning with the machete thing was, years ago I had found this blog post um, called The Machete Order of watching the Star Wars movies. So... Brent and I are going to uh, attempt this. We are going a little bit further, so we are renaming ours the Nunchuck Order. Yes. Given our affinity for 
nunchucks, I guess, but Ninja Turtles yeah, specifically. Uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so the machete order, how it goes, is for the uh, original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. It's a better way to watch those so that you kind of cut out some of the, the shittiness, the childlike stuff of episode one, and you get a different viewing of the story overall. The, the whole purpose of it is that you get to view this as Luke's story, which it should be and, and is, instead of Anakin's story, which they basically shifted everything to for the prequels. Um, there's a way to kind of continue this all out and just show the backstory of that and the whole idea of it being Luke's journey, essentially. Uh, especially leading up to the rise of Skywalker. I mean, come on, we're there, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's all his thing. So, um, so yeah, basically the order we're doing is uh, Star Wars or Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope first, leading into Empire Strikes Back next, like usual. And then what you do is you take a jump back, you do a flashback, to the rise of Darth Vader that you've seen become so horrible and awesome in uh, Empire. And after that, like, crushing ending, there's all this, like, uh, at the end of Empire, if, if people have seen them already, which probably, uh, it kind of is like a all, all bad news for our heroes. Then you have to take a step back and say, hey, I'm going to watch two movies of the rise of Darth Vader. Skip episode one altogether. There are a few things you kind of miss on that, but uh, generally the only things I'm going to miss are the pod racing scene, which I still think is pretty awesome, and the uh, Duel of the Fates, as the uh, title track is for that score. Uh, Darth mm-hmm. Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan fight at the end, which is amazing. Other than that, it doesn't really add a whole lot to the story. Um, if you take it out, there's really not a whole lot missing from the, the whole arc. So you lead straight into episode two, we'll do next, episode three. And then you jump forward from Revenge of the Sith to Return of the Jedi, which I think is even a cooler uh, juxtaposition right next to each other. So... I've never been able to attempt this. I'm very excited that we were giving it a shot on the show. I think it'll be a really interesting viewing to turn this around and be like, all right, what if these are just flashbacks in the middle of the main series? And then you get six, and then jump forward 30 years, you get seven, eight, nine. You kind of go in a row. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what we can do with the, the spinoffs. We might do a little talk about Solo and Rogue One, but probably not viewing them in the main canon of this. But uh, yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to this new viewing. The nunchuck order, the LTAS nunchuck order. Hell yeah. So you had mentioned that previously you weren't able to attempt this. Um, originally, it was for legal reasons. Yeah. Luckily, we are that restraining of- order has, <laughs> has been lifted. But now we're just kind of waiting until Disney Plus kicks in. That's true. And then we don't have to spend money on buying those individual movies to buy and discuss. Yeah. You know, So we can just stream them move on i was so yeah. happy that's happening <laughs> it's the perfect timing and it really was part of the discussion of why we did episode four now because it's not out yet on disney plus to watch the original episode that not oh, the original the prequel episodes right the, uh but yeah that'll come work out we'll watch the the first two of the original trilogy and then those will be available and we won't have to spend twenty dollars on them because fucking hey i don't want to have to do that and you know what? Neither will the listeners. Yes. Okay. Look, everybody's going to sign up for Disney Plus. Yeah. So it's watch along happen. with us. Yeah. Give us your commentary as well. And um, yeah, I'm really excited I, to hear people's like fan views opinions. Of this, yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back and I looked. Uh, you, you are correct. It, uh, episode nine comes out on the twentieth, but you've got yours like the the preview night or whatever mm-hmm. on the nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, on uh, December 19th of 2017, that's when we talked about uh, The Last Jedi. Okay, uh, cool. So, yeah, so two years. episode 23 there, if people want to go back and listen to that. So, awesome. Yeah, 
So, uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? Well, and we also had a solo, I don't know what the episode is, but if someone does want to listen to us talk about solo, there's an episode for that as well, Mm -hmm. correct? Yep. I closed out of the thing, so I I don't know. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll we'll tweet it out or whatever. Um, We will uh, tweet out like a link to the machete order as well so that we can, uh, people can read that. It's a really cool article. Uh, It's fun. He wrote it in 2011. And he was like, in case this goes viral. And then like, he has an update. And he's like, it did. And it fucking did. It went everywhere. <laughs> um, if you actually search for it now, the uh, machete order for Star Wars, it actually doesn't even pull up his blog until like the fifth or sixth post on there. So other oh, people crazy. are taking it and run with it now. But uh, but yeah, it's really. Uh, I think it would be a really cool viewing. It's something I haven't ever done. Um, and I'm very excited to give it a shot and see how it kind of changes the story a little bit, especially leading into what they've done with Luke in the new trilogy um, which is so different than I expected. And so watching it as a full arc leading into the rise of Skywalker, I think this will give it a lot more impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I looked it up. Episode 45 is when we talked about solo. There so, you go. Thanks bro. So we don't have to worry about going back to, uh, Sorry to do that to it you. Out. um, but yeah, so, so we're good. We're good there. Oh, um, man. so on, uh, on the next bit of, uh, yeah. Things. Next bit of stuff. Next bit of topic. <laughs> Look, I was uh, busy it. trying to uh, close out of uh, apps on my phone oh. um, to to move along. A lot of work. And my brain was just like, I guess we'll just start saying words now. <laughs> you know, you know how you do. <sighs> the next thing <laughs> on the, the list here, Stephen, is uh, something that uh, you wanted to yeah. do. <laughs> uh, you know what? I did it again. This time it was not even on my phone. <sighs> this episode is the best. Um, this, so- this is words. <laughs> So it's it's been pretty uh, serendipitous that we're doing this right now. Obviously, everybody's you know talking about Star Wars because uh, we're we're getting the Mandalorian TV series pretty soon on Disney Plus. We're doing um, uh, which I, I'm really looking forward to as well. They're obviously doing uh, the Rise of Skywalker later on. So a lot of people are just you know Star Wars minded right now, which is awesome. And I had noticed a, a few days ago on Twitter that some people were ranking their. Star Wars movies, and they did include Rogue One and Solo in there as well. It's just everything oh. that's out, basically. Wow, okay. Um, so I wanted to do an impromptu little ranking for us, just as a... Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we both already watched uh, A New Hope, but, you know, we could still rank them without watching the rest of them now and see how it, if it changes or not with the viewing <laughs> as, we, as we go along. So... Um, so yeah, uh, just kind of a free will of discussion here. Don't, don't really have anything written down. Um, did you want me to, to lead us off and I can tell you kind of what I'm thinking or do you have sure, some yeah, ideas? Yeah. yeah, go right ahead. So I would say my rankings would be my least favorite would probably be Solo because, wow, okay. and it's not because it's a bad movie. I just mm-hmm. think it's unnecessary. Um, okay. As I believe I probably mentioned at that time, and I, as I mentioned a lot, it's just like the Wolverine Origins comic book that I read years ago where I was <laughs> – after I read it, I realized I did not need that at all. I did yeah. not need the black backstory. I, I just liked the, uh, the regular mystery of Wolverine. I didn't need the background of Han Solo. I liked that he was just a smuggler and that's how we meet him whatever. So not that mm-hmm. it's bad. I just don't care for it. You know, don't need it. Um, Next, I would say, hmm, I'm going to guess right now that I, I, I think I like Rogue One more than Episode One, so I'm going to say Episode One next. 
Okay. Uh, for my for my least uh, kind of going down the row. It has, like I said before, I do like the pod racing scene. I still think that's pretty killer looking. Um, and mm -hmm. I was really into the pod racing game as a kid that they had um, on like N sixty four, I think. And I like like I like the Star Wars like flying games more than like the Star Wars like first person games that they have. And mm -hmm. so I, that kind of plays into it as well. And the Darth Darth Maul in general as a character is fucking amazing. But then the fact that he gets chopped in half. Spoiler alert. Uh, you know, like, and he doesn't come back. He comes back in like other forms in the in the cartoons mm -hmm. and stuff, but he hasn't come back in the series, so that was kind of unfortunate. He he was in both of those movies that you just mentioned. Spoilers. Briefly, right? With like cameos, yeah. I don't even remember either. Of Where them he that was well. essentially on a phone call, and then yeah. Emily lights up his lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's kind of like you and I were talking off uh, just like in texting recently about the Mandalorian TV show and it's like yeah Boba Fett was like one of the best characters they had and they killed him like immediately and mm -hmm. so I think there's also something with him like he gets out and he had other adventures too now but in the movie canon you know it's like oh we loved that oh let's get rid of him oh Darth Maul is fucking amazing look at that design oh let's mm -hmm. kill him right away and yep. it's just so unfortunate um, we, we've stuck with fucking Jar Jar but Darth Maul went away whatever um <laughs> misdirect on on lucas's part to all of us but yeah. uh but yeah so that has some good points going forward but otherwise i think it's a pretty the acting is pretty shitty the the story doesn't really do anything um whatever so um next i'm gonna think i'm gonna put rogue one there because okay. same kind of thing i just don't think it's necessary uh, essentially that entire movie takes place in the crawl uh for episode four mm -hmm. and I like that. that. Again, it has like one cool scene. I really like the ending where Darth Vader like goes fucking berserk, uh, and he looks fucking powerful, and that was really well done. Um, and also, since I rewatched it, I'll, I'll say that uh, CGI Carrie Fisher did not bother me actually in that scene. Um, doesn't, yeah, doesn't bug me. That I rewatched it today. Yeah, yeah, I watched right? it today as well. Right after I watched uh, Star Wars or finished watching Star Wars, uh -huh. and I was like, oh. Okay, that's not as offensive as I was expecting it to yeah, be. I, I, yeah, I watched a little scene that did have um, Peter Cushing as his uh, Grand Moff Tarkin character. Um, mm -hmm. And his does look a little, you know, like the Uncanny Valley's there and it's a little whatever. Yeah. But hers is so small and like it, it, I think they did a pretty good job. I, it sells it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if I just watch that one scene, it, it works. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, again, like it has that one cool scene, but otherwise I just don't really need it. Um, and then below that, I'm going to say episode two because again yoda gets to do some fucking cool shit in that one and okay. i really like that but i don't remember really liking that and i i am excited only to watch those prequel movies again because it's been so long i really don't remember what what happens in two and three i remember one pretty well but two and three i just don't really remember so two I'm gonna go three right after that in a row because I think it's. Uh, I've actually heard it has like a sixty something percent on it. It's like certified fresh. It's actually better mm -hmm. than people remember it as, as far as I've been told. So mm -hmm. then we're gonna go there. Um, I'm gonna say um, Last Jedi. We'll throw in right there. Okay. Last Jedi because I'm still not fully sold on it, but after reading a lot of stuff, after I saw it and kind of getting an explanation of where they were trying to go with it, where the director, Ryan Johnson, was going. I, uh, I'm a little more on board with it, and I it really kind of all hinges on the rise of Skywalker to me, to complete this trilogy, to see, in retrospect, what has happened with those characters that I can like The Last Jedi better. So I've really been waiting for this for like two years. 
for that reason specifically for this new movie to to be like can I feel better about The Last Jedi but I think there's some really cool things in there uh, I think it's going to take me and a lot of fans uh, years to decades to digest it all and see how it mm-hmm. plays out in that whole arc uh, so yeah I'll put that there um, next I'm going to do Star Wars the original okay. um I'm gonna do Return of the Jedi next. It used to be my one of my favorites, but I think I, I understand uh, the love of Empire more and more as I've gotten older. It's a more mature movie and darker and stuff, and it has really cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna go Empire next. Okay. And I'm gonna round it all off. My favorite is Force Awakens. What? Yeah, wow. I want to do it. I want to do it. I thought about this the other day. So the first one that I saw that sparked this was a, a politician that I like named Jason Kander out of Missouri, um, and he uh, he had listed his, and he got a lot of shit for putting Rogue One so low. Ha, huh, so low. I honestly <laughs> did not mean to do that. Wow. <laughs> Brandy's gonna come in there and be like, "Shut up." <laughs> no, she's gone. That's why. Okay, that. good. <laughs> But yeah, he, he got a lot of shit for it, and then he he finally like read some comments, and he was like, okay, I probably put that too low. It's a pretty good movie or whatever. Uh, but I still just I just don't need it. And I think that was his point too. Is I, I think it's just not as necessary uh, to some people, you know, in the in the canon of the story or whatever. And then uh, yeah, so he got some shit for that, and then he put Return of the Jedi as number one. And I think he did like the original trilogy all in, all in order is like three, two, one. And uh, someone had asked him, like, they were like, oh, I bet you're like 34, which I am. And he's actually 38 because there's a certain cutoff usually, depending when you watch it as a child, if you like Return of the Jedi the most or Empire the most. If you were young okay. enough to watch it and you liked the Ewoks, essentially, or you were old enough and you were like, the Ewoks are fucking little teddy bears and they're stupid. And there's usually a cutoff and it's about our age. Uh, Jason okay. Kander's a little old. He's getting closer to 40. It's a little old for that generally, but it was interesting. He liked it. So it got wow. me thinking about Ain't it. shame. Yeah. <laughs> got me thinking about it. Uh, and I was like, you know what? When I think about it right now, I love The Force Awakens so dearly. Uh, and I think it's right now currently my favorite one. So okay. that's this is a preliminary thing. You know, it's early, and we'll see how it plays out for the rest of it. But uh, there's obviously a lot of magic in the originals. Um but this one, uh, Force Awakens, I really think nailed it. So there we go. Oh, you're not done, Stephen. Uh, perhaps you're forgetting the subject of episode 74 of our podcast <laughs> when uh, Ross Lipton <laughs> joined us to discuss the Star Wars holiday special. I forgot. Uh, yeah. I Where tried that to block it out of my memory. I'm going to put that at the very last. So that's... Okay. Yeah. We're going to... I actually did think, though... Since we're not getting any Christmas stuff this year, I might put that on as part of the Star Wars celebration. Um, and I also have another idea. That is widely known as like a really bad Christmas special. The, the Star Wars Christmas special was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that we actually need to bring that back. I would love to see like Poe Dameron and <laughs> okay yeah. you know and like all, all of like john boyega and stuff I'd, I'd love to see them just hanging out at a treehouse on a couch whatever like mm-hmm. being like in this like super retro old school like tv special where they mm-hmm. all reprise the roles and stuff i would really dig that um if mm-hmm. they kind of like did like a send-up of it almost you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so i'm throwing that out there that that's what i want but uh yeah the original christmas special is pretty special poe where are we 
Well, we're in Porg Meadow. <laughs> Have a seat. Let's talk about Life Day. Life Day. Let's go knock on some doors. That's right. <laughs> spread the word here. <laughs> oh, so you're saying like a buddy cop version of, of Poe Dameron and Finn as basically Mormons for Life Day, where they go around knocking on doors. Yeah, well, they ride the bicycles, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speeder bikes together. <laughs> right, yeah. They have on helmets, <laughs> white button-down shirts, sleeveless, sleeveless. Sure. It's going to be hot. But yeah. So um, yeah, I'm excited to hear uh, your rankings here. Okay. So I'm going to uh, do the reverse Drake. I'm going to start at the top. Okay. <laughs> Solid joke, Stephen. You'll love that one later. I don't even know what that means. I'll, I'll send you a YouTube link. <laughs> okay, thanks. You'll die. <laughs> um, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my favorite work my okay, way down cool. here. So um, a lot of the well you know a lot of the Star Wars movies I have not seen multiple times. Mm. So yep. uh, I'm looking at you. Uh, what is it? The uh, what do you call that? The prequels, prequel trilogy. Yeah, I did not want to say original trilogy. Um, so I am. Uh, you know what? We're in the uh, hand-holding club here uh, on episode seven. That's my favorite. It's my favorite Brent. so far. That's that's when wow. it clicked with me. Yeah, when I, I know. Was in the yeah, theater, that's right. I was like, oh, this. I like this. Yeah. And that's the um, beauty of that movie is it, it was trying to sell a new generation, including, you know, a current generation who had never really got into it. That's awesome that they mm-hmm. were able to sell you on it. So, Yeah. Um, also, episode five is my number two. Cool. It's my... <laughs> William Riker of uh, <laughs> Wait, I guess he was number one, right? Number one? Number one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Is that number one? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, let me ju- number one. Yes, that is in fact right. Okay. I don't know who number two was. Uh, Worf. I don't oh. know. Is this Star Wars? Okay, so seven, then five. Hmm. I don't know what the third one would be. I'm looking at uh, your mm. list here. Because um, it's... I haven't seen six in quite a long time. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know what? I enjoyed. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna swap four and six right now. Okay. So I'm gonna say uh, episode four. Okay. It's your third favorite. Yeah. So seven five four. Um, where'd it go from here? Where'd it go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm gonna put six in. Okay. After that. And then I'm going to go with episode eight, like you. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Now we're getting to some uh, dicey territory here. There are no <laughs> winners beyond this point, right? So as far as enjoyment, because I'm yeah, not uh, well-versed into uh, the Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like refreshing me on all of this stuff. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put... This is going to get controversial, Stephen. I'm going to go solo (laughs) on this one. (laughs) And here's why. Yeah, okay. Here's why. I, I too, think it was unnecessary, Mm -hmm. but there was some some cool, like, um, scenes in it that I thought were okay. Um, And a lot of people talk shit including me recently on this very episode <laughs> about Darth Maul lighting up his, his uh, lightsaber uh-huh. uh, or his like saber staff or whatever you call it. 
Yeah, um, but uh, I thought it was bonkers. I'm I was just in the mood for it when mm-hmm. I watched it that one time. Fair so enough. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Solo. Then I'm gonna go Rogue One because mm-hmm. I like oh uh, boy uh, Alan Tudyk a lot and I like oh, yeah. KTSO because of that. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna go those two. Uh, then <laughs> the Star Wars Holiday Special because we had a fun <laughs> episode about it. <laughs> Amazing. And then then I'm gonna go three, two, one on the prequels okay so back so it's like your least favorite is one and they kind of go in order down okay yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so i that makes me even more excited as we go through this and you'll get to see them more but uh, as i said too like i don't really remember a whole lot that happens in two and three so Mm -hmm. it'll be intriguing for both of us to see how this plays out at the end Mm -hmm. when we re-rank them after mm-hmm. all has been said and done, um, yeah. And also, I don't, I don't know where that'll, where that'll fall. We'll see as we uh, go through this series of recording these episodes. But um, I don't know if we'll wait for our episode nine one. So we, we'll see mm-hmm. where that ranks in there as well. I guess that'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Sounds right. Okay. Cool, Hell man. Yeah. Well, um, did you want? I, I put on here. Uh, did you want to talk about those other two trailers real quick? Sure. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. So. I had they they'd released new trailers recently for the Mandalorian TV show that was uh, more of a full trailer than like a teaser, and then they released the final Rise of Skywalker trailer the other day, which I thought both of those were just cut so well that both trailers are just little short films unto themselves. They're both very good. And then uh, Brent and I were texting, and Brent said he hadn't seen them yet, and I got so excited for you, Brent, because <laughs> you you had child eyes. You get to see it all fresh. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now you've seen them. So uh, let's talk about these trailers, man. Okay, so let's start with Rise of Skywalker since you've got that on the the list here first. Um, So I watched the trailer. Um, The reason I hadn't watched them is because I um, am just kind of waiting to get into the theater, you know? Yeah. Um, And I know we were doing this rewatch and watching the the, the movies leading up into it. So um, I honestly kind of forgot like how the stage is set after mm. episode eight like i have a, a general idea with the, the way the movie ended yeah. but um there's some pieces to the puzzle i want to be revealed in the theater mm-hmm. as opposed to you know through the trailer but then i'm like oh yeah i don't really have a great sense of what goes on in the star wars universe so i'm just like okay we've got yeah. stuff going on <laughs> and uh, i watched the trailer That's first and then um on uh uh Jeez, what is it called? Uh, Fat Man Beyond uh-huh. used to be uh, yeah. Fat Man on Batman. Uh, Mark Bernardin was uh, talking about the uh, the newest trailer, and I guess there was some ire that was uh, raised amongst the the fans um, mm-hmm. because of horses appearing in this uh, or something like that. Yeah. And I don't even remember there being horses, so I had to go back and rewatch <laughs> it. I'm like, I was scrubbing through the trailers, like I don't think there are any fucking horses in this, and like, yeah. unless, um, man, what is that? Uh, uh, that cartoon horse that's on Netflix, Bojack Horseman, like walks through a scene. It's like, so I don't know what these people are talking about. But then I, I saw like a, a quick shot. It was like, I don't know, 17 frames long yeah. with uh, um, people riding horses in it. And I was like, oh, I did, I did not even notice it when I, I first saw it. I was like, okay, so, so there are horses. Okay, so I, I saw that in the trailer, and I had not mm-hmm. heard, I've not looked at anybody's response to this or heard any backlash yet, but the second I saw that happen, I was like, oh, god damn, those toxic fans are going to come out in force about this. 
Oh, okay. So when I mentioned I it, I saw you roll your eyes. Yes. I thought you were like, oh, Stephen doesn't like the horses either. No, yeah. no, I don't like the people that don't like the horses. So mm-hmm. it does look, I, I don't know what they are. They're not, I don't think they're actual horses. They're like Star Wars horses, right? There's some alien version of that, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah. in The Last Jedi, they go to Cantobite, which is the casino planet. And that's mm-hmm. where Rose, um, the new Asian character, um, I say that because that was part of the backlash. Uh, mm-hmm. She is watching these uh, horses. There's a part where they like free them in that movie, and they like oh, run yeah. free or whatever. And Don't it they looks have, like, like six legs or something. Yeah, there's something weird about them. That's what yeah. I, you can't tell in this trailer because, like you said, it's so fucking fast. Yeah. But I think what they're doing is they're bringing that storyline in somehow that they're like going to be able to ride those or rescue them and then have them or whatever. And mm-hmm. people, I imagined, and now you're saying like oh, we're going to go ape shit about it because. For some reason, they like a lot of toxic fans just hate her and her character and that storyline, whatever. Like, I didn't like mm-hmm. that storyline a whole lot, but it doesn't bother me. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, I assume they're just kind of roping that. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the rise of Skywalker and in this movie, we'll see how the Last Jedi is going to play into that. And that's one of the aspects. And I'm cool with it. When I saw him, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then mm-hmm. I was also like, oh, people are going to fucking hate that, though. That's annoying. So. Yeah. We'll see what it actually does in the movie. I'm very curious to see how they come in, but I could see that being an issue with people, so that is so bizarre it's to me. So out of like all the characters like if they put Jar Jar in there, I'm like, okay, I yeah. get it. But it's just like you're establishing, hey, they're they're gonna be riding somewhere. Yeah. Maybe they don't have like ships, or maybe it's a short enough distance where they can just like hop on a creature and ride. Like, well, we have these existing yeah, creatures yeah. that can do that very thing, so <laughs> yeah. let's let's go for it. But I don't know. It's it's silly. Yeah. So, um, do you want to? Are you done with that? Or we can go to the Mandalorian, or do you want to talk more about the trailer? Uh, um, yeah, I really don't have a, a whole lot of thoughts on the the trailer. I know there's some voiceover and whatnot, but honestly, mm-hmm. like, part of me was like paying attention to it for this this recording. Yeah. But then yeah. the other part of my brain was just like, let's just try to forget all of this. Yeah. So, because, um, kind of compared to the other like. Uh, the other trailers were like seven and, and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, there was voiceovers, but the trailers were like like purposely misleading, kind of like the, the mm-hmm. MCU trailers, you sure. know, um, which I like, you know, mm-hmm. throw me off and then like surprise me in the theater. I'm, I'm all about it. So um, none of that stuff was really like sticking with me. I couldn't tell you like what was said or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the movie itself, which is uh, JJ directed, right? Yeah, so he came back, and that's what I think would be great for the series. Um, mm-hmm. They were going to have Colin Trevorrow, who did Jurassic World, and is who did not do Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and is coming back to save that franchise from itself <laughs> for their third one. But he got yeah. fired or whatever for, from this one, and I think that's better because after the division of uh, the divisiveness of Ryan Johnson's uh, Last Jedi, I think JJ's the perfect person to bring this back and finish out this trilogy and stuff. I, again, you and I both think The Force Awakens is just amazing, so mm-hmm. um, I think I, I'm way more excited for this. If he had just done this trilogy all together, that would have been fantastic. I like yeah. the idea of different directors. It's just how Star Wars has always been done, but um, clearly, Ryan Johnson was maybe a genius. Not clearly anything, I guess. He was maybe a genius, maybe an awful person for this franchise. I don't know yet, but uh, mm-hmm. JJ's going to be able to save it, I think. Um, he is my Jesus. Um, it's Carl <laughs> so Winslow, me... God. <laughs> JJ is Jesus. I got to find someone to cast in my spirit, my, my Holy Spirit. Hmm. We'll that. get there eventually. Yeah, but... The show will run until you do. So <laughs> What? Devin Sawa. Oh, okay. That's Casper. <laughs> He's my Holy Ghost. 
idle hands. Devin Sawa yeah. is. Uh, last thing I was going to say about the trailers, I just thought it was really well. Like I said, I thought it was really well cut. I love the music in it. There's a certain part, like midway through, where the heroes are kind of running down a hallway, and it starts like their their moment in the trailer, and it leads into that horse scene you were talking about, and the the music right there, just fucking like I get chills every time I watch that trailer. It's so good, mm-hmm. and uh, I just thought it alone was was so well done. But I too am going to try to forget as much as possible, and and they're definitely trying to misdirect us again. I, I can guarantee it with JJ. Uh, so I'm just really looking forward to this this movie coming out. So, but it really you, really sold me on it. You say you get chills? Yeah. Stephen, are they multiplying? <laughs> I'm so shocked you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he might be doing a grease right now. That's right. But I did a grease. You did a. <laughs> oh, Brent, clean it up. You did it again. Oh, good. Oh man, oh, lift up your feet. <laughs> All right. So, how about this uh, Mandalorian trailer? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Mandal- Mandalorian Mandal- alive. The show looks good. Um, yeah. It's, I, I heard online before I saw the trailer that uh, we finally get to hear mm. uh, them speak. I I assume it's a man, but I don't know That's for sure. That's true. Could be like uh, Samus from Metroid. Oh. You know, Mandalorian takes off its its helmet. Tessa Thompson? Oh, okay. Okay. Fuck yeah. As Valkyrie? Okay. <laughs> It's the crossover, man. That's where it happens. Finally. Yeah. Finally. She's traveled back in time to Star Wars time. Well, I don't want to ruin anything from Solo if someone hasn't seen it, but there is a similar kind of plot line to that where it's like a, a you know, you think it's like one way and it ends up being a, a different sex or whatever. Um, so they could kind of do that here. It sounds like a guy, but it's like, uh, it sounds like computer altered a little bit. Like it's like mm-hmm. through his mask, obviously, kind of like Darth Vader's is. So, I mean, it could be mm-hmm. anybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I like this trailer. Um, I thought Mandalorian sounds cool, even though it's mm. just like a small clip at the very end of the trailer, but, um, the, the action in it yeah. and the, um, the fighting and whatnot, it, it looks like what people's expectation of Boba, Boba Fett was going to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of get where people are coming from. Like Boba Fett, uh, like I said, like my first memory of like star wars in general um was my friend ross has a um or had when we were younger he had a a boba fett action figure Mm -hmm. like on his windowsill at his uh his house when he was growing up and that always stuck with me Mm -hmm. and i remember hearing a lot about him being cool like he looks cool he is cool all this stuff and then i saw the uh og trilogy Mm -hmm. and then he you know gets uh bitch map bitch map bitch smacked off the uh the playing board pretty pretty quickly into a jedi um, so it's cool to finally see that type of bounty hunter character really like kick ass and whatnot. I don't remember a damn thing about Django Fett. Um, uh-huh. other than I, I do like the name Django. I think that's a fun name, you know? Yeah. And I think they pulled that, you know, like, like Django Unchained and this stuff with it, with the D in it, um, that like uh, Tarantino oh. did. Wow. I think okay. it's, it's meant to be, it's meant to be as like a, that's what started or whatever. And, uh, yeah. but I, that was the first time I'd ever heard of like Django with a D on it um, and mm-hmm. those old movies and stuff that use that name was whenever that movie came out with Django Fett. So mm-hmm. but that was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, you and I had texted about that and that's again, I don't remember those movies enough to, you had asked if that was like the fans had always wanted Boba Fett and now they got this and if it was any good and I was like, I don't remember if I even liked it. Like I don't, I remember parts <laughs> of his storyline because it's, it's integral to the overarching story but um, I was like, yeah, we'll see if he really lives up to the hype, you know. Mm-hmm. Of Boba Fett, so 
is is the is episode two is that one is that attack of the clones is that yeah. what that is mm-hmm. okay so i remember watching that I think I watched that in theaters. I think I went yeah. with Ross to go see that in theaters. And then, like, I, obviously I sat there. I watched the whole thing. I don't remember a goddamn thing. I don't know what clones have to do with anything. I don't <laughs> oh, understand cool. why okay. there are clones, like what any of that stuff has to do. Oh, so man, awesome. That, that will be, like, a almost a, a fresh rewatch. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, with Star Wars, like, the, the film we're discussing today, like, I remember a lot of those scenes just from pop, uh, pop culture and being sure. so um, prevalent in, in, uh, in this pop culture landscape but um jumping back to the mandalorian Mm -hmm. um the the like overall like feeling i got seems like it's like pretty exciting and whatnot Mm -hmm. and in the um there's a shot of somebody riding a uh an arm slug or something like that on this trailer yeah (laughs) and uh it it looks cool like it looks i I know disney had mentioned that it's going to be the disney plus shows are going to have the production of the the films and whatnot but this this one really like presents that in a um like they're just like showing you what they're they're putting out there whereas i feel like the the previous mandalorian trailer was really like it's kind of like a teaser trailer yeah i guess where um a lot of like marvel teaser trailers or whatnot they're not special effects intensive either you know Mm -hmm. Um, so it's cool to, to see like, Hey, here's what we have coming up, get you amped for it. Um, I was looking forward to it anyway, and I'm, I, uh, plan on watching it week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? I, I, I guess we haven't discussed that. Or, or is that something you're planning to, to watch week to week or are you going to let it build up? I'm not sure. Um, cause I'm not sure when they're going to finish that series. I'd been wanting to watch it, but I've been also trying to budget our, like streaming stuff more and in, in terms of money, but also like how much, how many streaming platforms we have. I'm, I'm going to try to go more towards a revolving streaming platform structure where mm. like one month at a time I get one or two things yeah. and then not get them all at the same time. Cause for a while I had everything, I had, I had like a bunch of things at least. And it was like, yeah. I'm just scrolling through all of them mindlessly and never finding anything to watch. So, um, so I don't, it's like, I don't want to have to have Disney plus every month, even though it's cheap and stuff, like I don't want to have to have it every month for like six months just to watch that one show mainly yeah. mm-hmm. and then watch everything else that I want to watch amongst it. So we'll see how it plays out, but um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It, I, I've been trying to give a week to week a little bit more of a shot sometimes, but as we have in the past, I, I usually just want to end up binging it anyway and just you know yeah. get the whole story. So yeah, we'll see. I thought it was going to be like eight episodes or something like that leading yeah. directly into... The Rise of Sky- Skywalker. Skywalker. Sky- fucking Skywalker over there. Yeah. Spock the Sky- <laughs> Hobbit, yeah. Wa- a Skywalker, Skywalker, Walker, Walker. <laughs> Wait, is Fozzie Bear in it? <laughs> yep, Look, Disney's is. bringing it all together. <laughs> they got the Muppets. Oh, man. I love it because they have, uh, especially these last few movies they've made, like JJ and, and Ryan Johnson, they bring in their friends for like cameos and stuff. And like ships are like mostly like stormtroopers or whatever. Like Daniel Craig is stormtrooper and like Prince Harry or whatever. Uh, and now it's like, I want them to just have like, I want it to be like, uh, <laughs> fucking John Candy, CGI resurrect him as, as, <laughs> as, uh, he's a mog, I think half man, half dog in space balls and like, bring him in. I want it to bring in Fozzie Isn't Bear. His name like, Barf? His name is Barf and he is a mog, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something like that. Uh, so yeah, bring in Barf. Thank you. Uh, bring in Fozzie Bear and like, just give him like a rebel helmet and he's just like, waka, waka, waka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, goes in there with mm-hmm. a laser gun or something. I'm down mm-hmm. with this basically. They should just bring everybody in. What if in episode nine, 
much like Rogue One, they don't advertise this, but there's a scene toward the end where Vader's back. What? Okay, he shows up in a hallway. Again, lights up the uh, the saber. And you're like, what? I thought he redeemed himself. He's back? And uh, Vader then takes his helmet off. You go, <laughs> lifts the helmet off. Cuts away. Cuts to the reaction shot. Cuts cuts back. And as it does so, you hear, hey <laughs> New trilogy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward uh, to this one, though. I think, uh, I think it'll be really cool. And it's, it's mm-hmm. the most thing on Disney Plus I think I'm looking forward to out of everything that's okay. going to be awesome on there, you know. Right now. More than Lady and the Tramp? <laughs> <laughs> or did you forget? <laughs> I forgot. You're right. That's, okay. that's true. There you go. Um, I got to see how the spaghetti scene works out. In live action slash CGI, I gotta know. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, that's the one right now. Like uh, that trailer was fucking killer. I thought it would like, the, like you said, the action, the the effects and stuff. It all looks um, very much like a movie that they would put out. But um, kind of like in the in the same sense, Rogue One especially, but also Solo. I, I thought both of those did a really good job of kind of grounding the series a little more. They felt like like Rogue One was a really good war movie. That was their goal. And, like, bringing it down to a little more personal level and uh, than so much, like, star fights and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Solo did some cool stuff with that as well. And The Mandalorian looks like it's continuing that, where it's, like, you just get this, like, fan favorite. It's not He's not going to be Boba Fett, but you get this, like, fan favorite character design, I guess, if anything, and this new mm-hmm. cool story that just sounds awesome. Like, bounty hunters are doing some shitty things to our heroes in the series, but overall they're fucking awesome. You know, like yeah. they're, they're mm-hmm. one of the coolest aspects of star Wars. So to be able to follow one of those is, just sounds like a really cool idea. And then John Favreau is involved with that. So that's awesome as well. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, and it's supposed to take place between episode six and seven. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Which is a, a okay. cool timeline, I think to, to put stuff in. Yeah. So th- you and I might talk a little bit. We'll see what we can find out there. Um, that might be beneficial for, for the comic books that have been coming out in the last few years around the series. But they've been filling out a lot more of the gaps between six and seven. And I think that's a, a cool era to be involved in. Um, and I, yeah, it, it's something we don't really know. Like, how did it get from the Empire to the First Order? And like, there's so much else going on. Like, the Darth Vader and the Emperor fell and the Empire fell and stuff and that, that just changes everything so as they say in the trailer for this it's like they said something like uh, Warner Herzog who's the, the old guy in there he's holy <laughs> yeah, ver- right. shit yeah, uh, so weird yeah yeah and he says something though like revolution is messy or something like that like you know that, that happened fine but like it doesn't make everything better it's mm-hmm. just you know now there's not like this fascist force everywhere with the Empire you know so that's a cool cool timeline, I think, basically. Yeah. Um, it is weird, like, in the trailer, like, the thing that gets the Mandalorian to speak is somebody off camera is like, hey, did you hear about how all those teddy bears, like, helped the rebellion <laughs> win? And then the Mandalorian is like, yeah, fucking weird. Star Wars presents. <laughs> what if it ended up, it was just him hunting down Ewoks? He fucking hates them. There's stupid little teddy bears, and it's yeah. like them in some epic battle across multiple <laughs> planets or something. What a twist, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So you want to get into our main Star Wars talk? Dolphinately. Dolphinately, yeah. So this movie came out in 77, right? That's right. Yeah. Before both you and I were alive, 
they prepared it for us for eventual yeah. birth. It's very sweet of, of George Lucas to do this for us. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Just for us. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, so I didn't read, I mean, I know some facts, some stuff will come out, but I didn't like prepare mm-hmm. a lot of facts or whatever to read today. But uh, I was going to go through a little bit of the cast list and stuff, just kind of set us up on this. So uh, this yeah. first movie was um, fully created by George Lucas. So it was, it was written and directed by him. And uh, this one actually is really good. Like, uh, I gave him some shit, um, but some of his movies are my favorite movies. American Graffiti, I think I've mentioned before, is one of my all-time favorite movies. And uh, Star Wars still is, is so good. I'm, I'm just glad that he uh, let the, the reins go a little bit for the other films. And then when he brought it back for the prequels, it was like, yeah, I don't know about this. So, uh, <laughs> But this first one was legit. You know, yeah, it's, he really did a good job with it, and uh, so he stars Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, uh, Peter Cushing, Alec Guinness. Uh, music by John Williams, fucking iconic score, obviously. Yes, know. yeah, and uh, yeah, I uh, I wanted to preface this with uh, I I built a desk yesterday. I have a new desk in our office, and mm. it took about six hours. I think I watched three movies during it. The first mm. one being Star Wars. And uh, it took me a little bit longer. I, I knew it was going to be about a four to six hour job to put this desk together. Uh, I'd heard that online and the guy at the store said that, but it took me a little bit longer because no joke, um, I've seen Star Wars so many times, but I stopped so many times during building a desk <laughs> and just sat on the floor and just watched Star Wars on my computer like a little child, like just yeah. hands in, you know, head in my, uh, in my hands and just enthralled, you know, with the whole thing unveiling. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's still grabbed my attention and I had to stop just to watch it because it's, it's just mm-hmm. so cool. So yeah, that was neat. Yeah. Um, I noticed with, with this movie because of the version we were watching, yeah. um, it, it threw me off a little bit at first okay. because I, I, I remembered it a little bit differently and that's because I hadn't seen this version of it, yeah. I guess, or maybe I had a long, I don't know. Um, I saw the original trilogy when I was, I don't know, 13, 14. Um, I was at my dad's house. He was at work, but my stepmom was there and she was like, oh, you've never seen Star Wars. I've got all these VHS tapes. Nice. Let's let's watch them. So I watched them all in one day, just oh, one wow. right after the other. So banged them out. Um, so I don't know if that was after the like remastered editions, like came back out to mm. theaters or, or what happened. But on this viewing, I... I, I noticed like when the, the crawl came up, mm-hmm. um, first of all, going back to the score, yeah. um, the music on this is just incredible. Like, Oh my God. It's, it's so iconic, like with each scene and like, even these like little, little snippets yeah. of music here and there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, the little flourishes that he does. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, oh my God. John Williams is just a, a fucking genius. He should really do some other movies. <laughs> I should, I should really this is the one other. thing he did. That's right. This is the one thing they just reuse it over and over. Um, but no, like when the, the crawl starts, um, it, it doesn't have star Wars. It doesn't have episode anything on there. It's just like, here's, here's the crawl. Like mm-hmm. this movie stands by itself, like in more ways than one. Right. So, um, I was like, well, I thought I remember it being like episode four or whatever. Yeah. They um, changed it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, I guess the, the OG version just was just left that off there. It, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't episode four from the beginning, right? It no, wasn't it was, until like it after was the retconned, fact. Yeah. To be that mm-hmm. essentially. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it happened immediately. Like once they did empire and they were like, Oh, let's call this whatever. And then he had the idea mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is going to be in the middle of a nine story arc. 
this is mm-hmm. gonna be the middle trilogy. Like he had that pretty early on, but I think for the original one, they were like, let's just do one and see how it goes. Yeah, and it became a cultural <laughs> phenomenon. So yeah, yeah. So it's cool. It's That's a cool story to see that mm-hmm. they went back and, and changed it pretty immediately. But uh, originally, yeah, just just Star Wars. Yeah. Um, one thing I saw online a few years ago is uh, somebody had mentioned that they had been a huge Star Wars fan all their lives. Mm-hmm. And they only just recently noticed C-3PO's silver leg, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> which I didn't notice until I saw that tweet. Um, I don't remember who said it, but um, now it's all I can notice oh, whenever yeah. I, I see him in a scene. And it's most prominent in that opening scene where when they're on the ship and the lighting is really good mm-hmm. and everything. When they get on a uh, sand planet, what was it called? Tatooine. Tatooine, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's not as noticeable um, uh-huh. just because of the the lighting and they're covered in sand and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's it's very very prominent. Um, I don't know if the action figures from back in the day. Oh yeah, that's I, I would assume it's probably like the entire mold was like yellow or gold or, yeah, or whatever it was. Easier. So maybe they weren't as detailed. But um, but yeah, I I do like his his silver leg. Um, mm-hmm. And then later on in uh, was it like episode. Is it? It's yeah, seven it's in the or movies, right? Eight. Seven where, yeah. where he has like a, a red arm. Uh huh. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like a nod to that, which is cool. Yeah, but yeah. like more noticeable, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that they've just like here he's got he his leg got fucked up. We just put a new one on there. Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. And I know there's a a Marvel comic about C three PO's like red arm and like mm-hmm. how and and why he got it. And uh, I, evidently it's a pretty good issue. I just never read it, but. Um, I guess it gives a backstory, but I don't. I don't know that I really need it. Yeah, I, I might I, go go read read the uh, mm-hmm. the comic since it's just like a, a one issue thing. But um, but yeah, I don't know that it's necessary. That's that's the thing about the Star Wars fandom is like, I feel like I don't know if it's the fans necessarily, but I feel like the producers or the filmmakers they latch on to things that the fans like, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, we got to tell that story. Kessel Run. Pfft. We'll explain it. Yeah. It'll be disappointing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I want to bring up on this show, um, I just remembered, uh, years ago you had visited us in a, when we were in a different house in Houston, and I showed mm-hmm. you this trailer or this uh, YouTube guy who did a series um, where it was like, what if episode one was good? And mm-hmm. he, he ended up doing two and three later on where he totally changes the story and everything, but... Um, I, I think about that a lot that, uh, one of the things he mentioned in there that I loved was that George Lucas and the uh, like prequel trilogy gave us stuff that like, like C- C-3PO was built by Anakin. And it was like, no, that's like the, the total wrong version of nostalgia. Like, don't give me the same character and put him in a spot that he doesn't belong in and doesn't really make sense for the rest of the story. Uh, like that's fan service, like gone haywire, you know? You yeah. need to give me other things. And it's like some of the things can be cool and fan servicing, that's fine. And then other things, it's like, yeah, they just went the wrong direction. They gave us stuff a little too on the nose um, without being too – like without being cool and subtle about it. So um, yeah. I also think that like the red arm is a cool like nod to the other thing. And I, I think it's neat because Star Wars feels so lived in as a, a universe, you know, like a, a, that he built that uh, these these – um, droids and stuff are constantly being repaired, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're going to be repaired with like parts from other things. And so they're going to be different colors and stuff, but you don't always need, yeah, that the backstory of that is not going to help or whatever <laughs> too much. Yeah. I, I feel well, like I heard about that one. I haven't read those comics, but I've read reviews of them just to, to tell what the story happened and stuff. And I, I can't remember yeah. what it was, but I think I, I knew that at one point, and 
it was like, yeah, it's fine. You know? Yeah. It's, so, it's not anything that's yeah. like groundbreaking or whatever. Like, I'm sure it's a fine story, but, yeah. uh, I don't, you know, I don't know why I'm dwelling on it so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's do another 12 minutes on it. And then we'll, we'll call it no, but in that opening scene, uh, there's also a, a silver version of like C3PO mm-hmm. that's back there. I'm sure that character has been in like expanded universe stories or whatever. But as I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, I don't remember that character. Yeah. They pass him really quick. Or pass my, her. Yeah. Really quick. Oh, is it? It might be. a female. It might be a female. Ooh. Hey, oh, hey, whoa. So C-3PO, he has a male voice, and I think it's uh-huh. established that people um, refer to him as a, as a male, I don't, or like most fans, I yeah. guess. So he has a, a female leg from the knee down then, right? That's right. And then he ha- gets a red arm later, mm-hmm. possibly female as well. Right? Oh, okay. So C-3PO is transitioning, oh. right? And we should all be supportive. Wow. Of this change. Wow. I didn't know that George Lucas was so progressive Look, back in the 70s. Damn. Different you know what? world. Let me, let me bump up episode four. <laughs> um, in terms of a <laughs> trans story, yeah. this one really is the best one. But... Mm-hmm. Where he, they go with it later on is really... It's really a C-3PO story. The whole hmm. thing. Yeah. Hmm. You got to do the C-3PO watch uh, whenever yeah. you're going back through these. This is very interesting. I like this whole yeah. new premise you've come up with. Mm. Yeah. Well... I like it. Yeah, so I wanted to say that um, this movie, you know, it, it, it starts off... It's so fun because basically what Lucas was trying to do, and, and he had had discussions with Spielberg about this, um, it's the same thing with Indiana Jones when they were creating that series, that they had watched these serials from the 30s and 40s and stuff where you'd, you'd go to a theater, they'd have something playing, and it'd be like, last time on this thing. And you'd watch this like little short film, essentially, and then it'd be it'd end in a cliffhanger. And then the next time it would oh, start yeah. the same way. And, mm-hmm. um, I love this because as this one came out, you know, it was, it was just Star Wars, but later on it was going to be in the middle of this thing and he was going to change, like do a prequel trilogy later and then like a sequel trilogy another time and blah, blah, blah. And, um, but I love it when you just take this as a pure, it just came out and you try to put yourself in that theater seat in 1977 and you just get in there and it's like, there's nothing like this, you know, um, really you've been joking about Star Trek, but Star Trek is the closest thing I can really think to it because it showed a, a different version of, like space ex- exploration and stuff um, mm-hmm. than I think had been seen before, but it was campy and goofy, you know, uh, on the TV show Gosh. stuff. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this came out and it was, it was also like a silly, like some of the dialogue is cheesy and stuff. And they have these like moments where they swing across caverns and stuff and it's kind of cheesy, but like it works, right? Like mm-hmm. he was such a visionary to, to do this. And I, I, it's so weird to me to think back to that time period and have not known what this was going to be. Like, you and I have grown up with this our whole lives. It's always been around. Mm-hmm. It's such a juggernaut right. of a, a property and uh, story and everything. And to, to go in there and just that music just blares on right away and Star Wars. And then it does the crawl and you're just like, oh, I'm in the middle of this fucking story. And then it just immediately jumps in there and, like, they're being boarded by Darth Vader. And who the fuck is this guy? He looks fucking rad mm-hmm. and it's creepy. Like, what a, what a cool thing. And... Uh, looking back on it, watching it that way this time, I was really just enthralled by everything that they mm-hmm. did with that and how pulpy, like pulp serial it was. Um, and the, as the story plays out, it's it's very simple overall. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this boy's journey and he meets this, 
these droids. He meets this old guy. They have these plans. They they go do it. They like meet a smuggler. They you know they 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 have these like skirmishes and all this stuff. They save the princess. They have the plans. Let's go destroy the Death Star. Like it all just happens really fast, and there's not a whole lot of plot to it. Mm-hmm. Um, versus the other stories and how big the story gets and intertwined and stuff with all these characters. Like this first one is really pretty pure. And uh, mm-hmm. it was really fun to watch it that way, I guess, this time. I hadn't really thought of it that way before. Well, going back to, to The Crawl, um, you talking about it, it just jarred my memory. When I sat down to watch it this time, uh, again, don't have a lot of experience with like watching this movie. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things I like about the, the episode movies is that it starts off in space. You have the, the crawl. You have the star field in the background. Whenever the crawl goes away, it kind of pans down. Yeah. And so you, you always start off in space and that the the star field is like part of the scene mm-hmm. or whatever so it, it pans down a little bit you see this like ship kind of fly in off screen from the the top of the screen and you're like wow that i mean the way it, it kind of enters in mm-hmm. like oh this is kind of a big ship and then you have the ship behind it <laughs> as i was watching this i was like oh like as the the ship comes because it starts with a point uh-huh. what what ship is that do you the know, the pointed you know one is uh, like a uh, star destroyer. Okay, I think it's what it's called. So, so as it's coming through, it it comes into frame and it goes for a while. I was like, oh wow, they're really selling that this ship is pretty big. And then it's like, oh, it's okay. It's bigger than yeah. It's much bigger than I thought. I gotta remember yeah. to tell Steve it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! It fills up both sides of the screen. Like it's it, pretty it, cool. Yeah, it's such a cool effect. Yeah. Like that that little ship that's being chased is just like fucked, you know. Yeah. And it's crazy that that's all models. Like oh, right, yeah. super super fucking detailed that they yeah. can fill a theater screen from end to end with that huge ship and all mm-hmm. these little details and everywhere. It's so crazy. Um I was reading about that. I didn't realize how many awards this was nominated for and and won. Um and one of the things was for uh, John, Don, what is it? John Dykstra and the Dykstra camera system. I'd forgotten a little bit about it, but it, something basically about the, uh, they were using um, camera systems that could do these little models, but also do like the same runs over and over again, like computerized. So it would move the same way each time and stuff. And it was oh, okay. all revolutionary. And it's, yeah, it just starts off like right there. Like nothing like that had been done. Like 2001, a space odyssey had been out in the sixties and stuff. And it's, it also is like visionary and stuff, but it's a lot more like trippy and weird and, and everything. And, um, this is like, you never, you had never seen anything that was just a, a pulpy, uh, actiony, you know, fun adventure space movie. And mm-hmm. man, they just nail it, knock it out of the park. You know, it's crazy. Hell yeah. It's really cool. So we're here close to an hour and a half into the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have only discussed the first, Three minutes of the movie? <laughs> Maybe. We're going to go scene uh, by scene. Right. Pull <laughs> the super bad. That, that's kind of how I took my notes here. Um, I did think it was funny that Leia inserts essentially a floppy disk into R2-D2, yeah. um, which I again noticed in, uh, uh, like you, I went back and watched the, the end of Rogue One, and yeah, uh-huh. that's pretty much what it is. It has a, a, a large microchip in it, like modern credit cards. But, uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but that's essentially what uh, what she puts in, in R2 there. Um, and I, I totally forgot all about that. I just assumed she recorded a message and like the information was already in there yeah. but nope we see the the floppy disk go in there so one of the things i, I can't remember if i brought this up before on the show or, or to you personally but um my brother danny who who's obviously a big star wars fan um and had 
um, gotten me into Star Wars years ago as a child and everything like that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I liked is uh, when the when the prequel trilogies came out, everything looks so shiny and nice. Like they literally have chrome ships and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like partially chrome and full chrome. And everything just looks like the technology looks... Obviously, it's like years and years later, right, that they were able to mm-hmm. make those movies and technology had improved and we could see a lot more cool stuff. But um, it's like, how do you make that sense in canon? And it's so interesting to me because essentially it's like you, can, you have to imagine like a galaxy that's free and flourishing and doing very well overall. And then the Empire crushes every, every hope. And then mm-hmm. 30 years later... You know, we have Luke's story to start right now, and everything's gone down a little bit, and everything's kind of funny. I have to give it a little dispension—what uh, is it? Uh, suspension of disbelief, whatever, because mm-hmm. you have the technology that doesn't like look good anymore to us, but it's all like they're wildly more advanced than we are. They, you know, go in space and stuff, and fly anywhere, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But um, it's kind of the, kind of the fun of it. Uh, but it's also like it kind of makes sense in canon. It's like the prequel trilogies were like this other universe, this other galaxy that was like successful and doing well and then they were crushed down and now that's what they have and then in the future ones they've changed a little bit and and gotten a little bit newer and stuff so i like how it all kind of plays out together yeah yeah but you still have those fun like floppy disks and stuff hell yeah um now one thing i see in movies pretty rarely nowadays but um it happens on occasion is uh is the screen wipes Oh yeah, um, uh-huh. and and I don't like it in other movies, but I love it in Star Wars yeah, movies. Awesome. Like it, I don't know. It's just like part of the uh, the language yeah. of the the Ooh, films. Good way right? to say that. Yeah, the language yeah. of the films. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, and there's another thing. It's like he does like circle wipes, like to to end the movies. I think they're always like a circle wipe oh, into yeah, the right, yeah. into the credits mm-hmm. and stuff, which is fun. Um, I thought you were talking about George Lucas himself when he goes <laughs> in the bathroom. It's just. Got to clean him out. He he's, goes uh, he's, not, he's not about Dingleberry. No, 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 no. Don't let his beard fool you. He's clean That's downstairs. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that dude's got laser money. He can just laser all the hair off his butthole. That's uh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a, another cool thing. I, I don't really know specifically if that was involved in like the, the 30s and 40s serials, but uh, yeah, it just it's part of the aesthetic, right? Like it just feels mm-hmm. good in Star Wars. But every anywhere else you use that, it feels very like home video ish to me, uh, more than anything. Yeah. But with Star yeah. Wars, fucking works. It yeah, yeah, it really does. Like they use it in um, when we went to go see, good lord, Episode Seven, uh, uh, Force Awakens. What is that one called? Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing that in the theater. And I was just, as it was like wiping across the screen, I'm like, what is this wipe? Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels good for the aesthetic of these movies. Yeah. Um, and I think actually, if I remember right, I, I didn't read the, I, I haven't read the, the changes that the despecialized versions have done in a while that he had to do. But I think one of them was restoring some of the original wipes that were there that like George Lucas would like change the direction it would go from like oh. left to right to right to left or whatever. Or he would yeah. like do a wipe and now it's like a new scene or beginning to a new scene where they you see some fucking dude riding some fucking animal and you don't fucking care. Uh, yeah. So he like remove those things. And I think that was kind of fun that that was one of the things that he specifically had to pay attention mm-hmm. to yeah. was what should be here and how should these wipes, you know, work or whatever. Mm-hmm. What direction yeah. should they go and how interesting, you know. I remember seeing an interview where uh, George Lucas, he was talking about the re- – was it remastered versions or mm. whatever that they came out in theaters back in the late nineties? Yeah. Maybe early two thousands. That's special editions. Yeah. Special editions. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
he was talking about it and they were talking about the CGI and he's like, yeah, I was adding a bunch of creatures in there. And uh, in this one particular scene, we've got a uh, space frog getting married to a pig. <laughs> I was just going to say, whatever you did, <laughs> you do the same, basically the same voice. It sounds so similar, but I love yeah. that you did a Darth Vader was, the reveal was Kermit. And then now it's yeah. like, oh, it totally makes sense because he's in love with Kermit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say is like, uh, and uh, really it sets up a scene that's going to pay off in nine whenever I get to that one. So, uh, oh my God. It was weird too, because uh, Lucas had on this weird, like green collar oh, around yeah. his neck and it just came off in like points in, hmm. in various directions. Weird. And they're like. George, why are you uh, dressed as the Grinch? Oh, it's not the Grinch. Uh, I'm a big fan <laughs> of uh, a certain frog, if you uh, get what I'm saying. Uh, it might have something to do with this thing in my throat uh, and the way I speak. So. Oh, my God. Does that bring it full circle enough? Yeah, I love it. I love George it. Lucas likes Kermit because he's got a weird voice. He's yep. got a frog in his throat. Best friend. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ain't easy being George. That's what he's saying after the prequels came out. <laughs> I mean, sure. Is he swimming in millions or billions of dollars? Billions, like, yeah. McDuck? Yeah, he is. But mm. is he also fucking crushed because there's a toxic fan culture that fucking hates him now? Yeah. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. So uh, yeah. I'm curious what other notes you have. Okay. So um, in the... They... I'm just going to move forward. I don't have notes for every scene, yeah, but yeah. there's a, a, a scene where um, uh, R2 and uh, C-3PO end up in the like Jawa transport. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a, there, there's like other droids there and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I don't have any recollection of that scene at all. Oh, really? Like, is that, <laughs> is that in every version of the, the movie? Yeah. Like the special so. editions is okay. Cause I, yeah, I have no idea. I was like, holy shit. Is what, what version of this movie did Steven have me watch? I don't know what this is, but, uh, yeah, I have no recollection of it, but that's when I made my note about loving how much these movies, or at least I would imagine at least the original trilogy, mm. how lived in everything feels like yeah. there's some grime there and whatnot. Like um, I like Star Trek, like the next generation in particular, mm. uh, but everything does feel like pretty sanitary and, yeah. and, and, and pretty clean, which makes sense for it being like a um, part of a Starfleet mm-hmm. and being uh, kind of a military exploratory, like scientific yeah. endeavor there but i like how there are like scratches on the the helmets of the um the uh, red squadron later on in the movie mm-hmm. and the 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 trash scene um and you know oh, this, yeah. this scene in particular like everything feels like authentic like they're they're when i'm watching a star wars movie there's a part of my brain that has to be like oh this was filmed on earth like yeah. this <laughs> yeah this was here like it seems like an alien planet mm. at times to me yeah, it's Which really is a, cool. a credit to the to the directors and the set mm-hmm. designers and character designers and whatnot. So and Lucas himself, frog in his throat or not, yeah. give him some credit. <laughs> yeah, I like how uh, yeah lived in and everything is. I mean, like you said, there it's not only that it's like there's scratches and on helmets and ships and stuff or like grime and dirt like there should be in a real world. Um, they there's an entire pivotal scene that is just based on the fact that. Uh, a huge star destroyer or, or, or a huge uh, uh, planet destroyer of the Death Star, they would have a lot of trash. So they got to have little trash compactors. They got to have trash chutes. 
Yeah, yeah. It may, it's like there's a whole plot point that just is mm. based around the fact that they still are mm. dealing with plastic. Right. <laughs> basically. You know, like, that, and that, and it's fun. And it's so grimy and gross down there. And it's like this, you know, it's like all this kind of random shit floating in there and stuff, whatever. Like, it's cool. Let me make it sadder for you. Okay. <laughs> so the Star Wars films take place in the past, right? Long ago in a yeah. galaxy far, far away. All right. They were dealing with plastic then. We have not learned a lesson since. Yeah. Right. There's like this, um, there's a meme a while ago. I saw a few weeks ago that was like a, uh, a can. I think it was like a soda can, but it, it must've been like a bottle or whatever. It was like from the seventies and it barely looked like it had done like anything had happened to it in all these decades. And it's like, I feel like you could like, there's like a commercial in me that I could, you could film whatever where someone's on a beach picking up litter and you just pick up something in like Star Wars writing, you know, it's like from, from the Jawas or whatever. Like, and it's like, it's still around from then from a long time ago we're still dealing with their plastic trash right. and creating our own well um yeah what else you got so um i like the jaw was anyway uh-huh. um the it's it's somewhat disturbing to me that they're referred to as sand people but i get it mm. you know that's not where lucas's heart was yeah there's just like people that live in sand i get yeah. it i get it I do take great offense to it, though. Um, <laughs> I, deal, I did feel very seen. Did yeah. not like it. <laughs> now, th- my next note is something um, that we could talk about as far as, like, the, the links that you sent me this morning. Perfect. So my next note is that Obi-Wan leaves some important information out when he gives Luke his backstory. Mm-hmm. And you actually sent a, a YouTube link to me to watch this morning, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them kind of intercuts the the scene from the end of i guess it was episode three into this um so in this movie i guess the the original telling of this is that obi-wan knew um does he mention darth vader specifically in this yeah okay so he or i guess he knew luke's father and he says your father was killed by By darth Darth Vader. vader yeah and because of like, you know, the the prequels and whatnot, we know mm-hmm. how that actually plays out. But um, like in my head canon, that's Obi Wan trying to be like, you know, I don't want to overwhelm this kid. Yeah. This this weird little toe head. Yeah. Toe head kid. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, with all this stuff, or you know, bum him out about mm-hmm. his his the way his father actually died or whatnot. So um, it's like an unreliable narrator type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you're not getting all the information, so I'm I'm fine with how this this plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think George Lucas had it in his mind that Luke's dad was going to be Darth Vader the whole time? Yeah, I wonder. Because there, there, there are hints throughout the movie, like toward the end, where he's like, "The Force is strong with this one," referring to Luke after mm-hmm. he's chasing him down that hallway. <laughs> yeah, uh, on roller skates. Uh, <laughs> it's the '70s. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, there, there, little like drips and drabs mm. of it, but also you could read it as they both are just like force users or whatever. Yeah. Um, because it, as far, I think as far as Vader knew or as we're to know, like he thinks his children died in child or, or something like that. Or I, I can't remember in the, in the prequel trilogies now what he thinks happens, happened to them, but like he senses Leia sometimes throughout it too, I think. And, yeah. uh, and Luke, and then like throughout the, the series and stuff as we'll see. But, um, 
But yeah, I, I, I wonder how much Lucas knew because one of the things in, in this movie, there's the love triangle of Luke, Leia, and Han, where Luke likes Leia and they she kisses him on the cheek at one point and then like he's talking to Han and Han is like, Do you think a princess would go for a smuggler? And Luke is like, Fuck you. He says yeah. that. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy they had to edit it out. Yeah. But the in the originals, yeah. yeah. He says, fuck you, and gives him a big middle yeah. finger. Like, to his, he, like, touches his middle finger to Han's cheek. It's so it's crazy. crazy. You wouldn't yeah. do that to Han, but, like, he did yeah. it. So justice and then for Han. Chewie's, Chewie's in the background, and he does the thing where, like, Chewie's standing up, and he takes his arms and does the X over the crotch. What? Yeah. I forgot about that one, too. Yeah, that's why they do specialized versions. They put all that back in. It's great. Uh, it's, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Didn't remember that either. Yeah. It's like, oh, this this must be in with the uh, <laughs> the droid scene. But yeah. um, as far as I remember, it was like Lucas didn't know that they were gonna be brother and sister until like Empire, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's like there are things that he didn't fully plan out, as far as I've understood. And yeah. but I think that Luke. I think that Luke was always going to be Anakin's son, at least. I, I don't know about the rest of it or whatever. Um, but yeah, well, well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Maybe I'll try to find some more, more info about it. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of cool. Well, like you were saying, like Lucas's original vision was going to be that this was nine, nine movies? Yeah. So three trilogies. Yeah. But do you think that's something he was just saying? And so see, when people know. were like... Okay, so what happens in uh, in the next movie? He's like, oh well, uh, I don't know yet. Uh, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I'll have to wait. I mean, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna sit on this lily play, lily pad and play this ukulele. So. <laughs> it's the same way that um, you had mentioned, like you had, uh, years ago, you had gotten me this um, Star Wars book. I think it's called the Star Wars, and it was like, it's yeah. a comic version of the original script where a lot of things are really different than what ended up on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder the different like incarnations of his story and where it's gone. And I don't really know at what point um, he had had like the prequel trilogies mapped out and the, and the sequel trilogies that he's had mapped out, which I don't really know that he's released much about that. But I'd be, I would be very curious, even though I'm glad that he's not a part of it anymore um, and the other creators are um i'm still curious about what his original vision was and, and where it, and how it all played out that's a fascinating conversation to have because mm-hmm. he clearly had this vision but where that all you know how the, the dominoes fall or whatever is kind of interesting so yeah um but yeah that that scene you're talking about where he's that youtube clip um i've i've loved uh, someone made it years ago and it's uh, the music is really cool and it's not very star warsy but it's it's yeah, very yeah. good for the scene it's very yeah, it's emotional. It's, it's real bizarre, but I mean, like the scene <laughs> itself works. It's like, oh, uh, why is why, why is Obi Wan yelling "dial it"? Oh, wait, it's okay. It's Pitbull. I I get it. That part I hate, but you know, but it, is what it, is. it makes it somber. You know, you yeah. get that um, through mm-hmm. it. It's very good. You get some of that Cubano heat <laughs> coming through. You know, but I like uh, specifically. I wanted you to watch that, and I watched it because. Because of the way we're doing this, like, again, I wouldn't just, like, insert that into the movie. I liked watching it just after the fact on YouTube, but uh, because the scene plays out differently, you know, and you need to get more info. But I do Mm -hmm. like the version of that because you get to see the flashback and really what was happening to Obi-Wan as he was determining what to tell Luke. And since we're going to do this flashback to those, it was perfect for it that he would have moments of flashback throughout this one that we could then go watch those full movies play out. But mm-hmm. uh, I did also, I'm glad you had mentioned, like, you know, the unreliable narrator of him 
to Luke because I was trying to pay attention to that this viewing and be like, what what is he trying to convey to him? And I think what's interesting is um, knowing the story as it plays out and that Darth Vader has wiped out most of the Jedi and it's pretty mm-hmm. much like uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan left. And there's I think there's a smattering of other people that are portrayed in the cartoons and stuff, but they know that there's not very many left. And his only way forward to, to move the Jedi forward is through Luke, but mm-hmm. he has to do it like subtly. He has to kind of nudge him in these certain ways. And I was like trying to pay attention to that of like, okay, how does he get him involved in this? Um, will, will Luke, would Luke have ever gone on this journey? Had he known that his father was alive and that his father's Darth Vader and yeah. that he was going to have to face him and stuff. It's kind of like, uh, I know you're not like a, a big Harry Potter fan and stuff like the books and everything, but there's a lot with like Dumbledore and, and Harry Potter and, and him, like what he tells Harry at certain points because he's preparing him. And it's kind of like, well, what, were they throwing them to the wolves by doing this? Like they're, they're, they're knowingly putting them in danger, but yeah. it's also like they're they're Like he is the new hope. That's Luke, mm-hmm. you know, like he has to be the one to confront Darth Vader um, in Obi-Wan's mind and, and, mm-hmm. and in what happens. And I think it's really interesting to, to watch that now. I'm trying to, trying to think of that and be like, okay, so he told him this info in this certain way. What does that do to, Lurk, to Luke's journey? And then mm-hmm. I'm excited to see as we go through this, what does Luke do to uh, what we do see of Kylo Ren's journey and then mm-hmm. to Rey's journey to becoming a mm-hmm. Jedi and how did that play out, you know? So, um, and- yeah. And it's important to note that all of their journeys are different from Steve Perry's journey. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Don't stop believing, guys. Just, you know, <laughs> hang in there. And that's our journey reference for the day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll try to fit those more in. The listeners have been yeah. waiting 118 episodes, and we did it. We finally oh, did it. Oh, man. Uh, that was worth it. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Darth Vader. Um, he makes his debut in this very film. Yeah. He um, he force chokes somebody, which is um, he's pretty badass. Like that is, I, you know, yeah, I think like, everybody wishes they could force choke somebody, not to death necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, can you? Oh my god, can you imagine how much better like office meetings would be <laughs> if, if if like let's say throughout the year, let's say you've got six meetings throughout a, a calendar year, right? Mm-hmm. So once every two months, you've got a meeting. And if you've got six people in, the, in each meeting, everybody gets, to, gets the opportunity to force choke someone. Yeah. Once, once a <laughs> year. Once, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, oh, okay. Maybe this is the meeting where I get to force choke someone. Or on the flip side, maybe this is where I get force choked. Yeah. You know, keep people in line, keep people engaged <laughs> with what's going on, you know? I think it's a it's a fair tactic to use. I think yeah, and mm-hmm. in today's corporate America, at least yeah, yeah, that that would mm-hmm. definitely liven things up. I think, especially if like HR got involved, like HR on the Death Star, and the guy was like, Darth Vader force choked me, and then Vader's like, I didn't put my fucking hands on him. <laughs> Roll the tape. <laughs> Not even there. Not even close to him. I was see see right. Right there, right there, right across the room. I would just stuck my hand out like I like cartoonishly, like I could, I could take it. But I can't pass, do it. But I'm not. It's you know what? This guy, this guy's a pretender. <laughs> Who is him? Who is him? <laughs> I'm Darth Vader. I speak how I want. He's got me so upset. 
My words are gone. <laughs> I like to think too, what if in the movie, you know, he's got that, that British guy's being all shitty to him. He's like, Darth Vader, yeah. he's, a, he's a pussy. Darth Vader's mm. like, oh, really? Squeezes his neck. And then they, he finally lets go and it, it, you know, moves on. The scene moves on. But I want to see the deleted scene where that guy is like, oh, he's rubbing his neck and he just looks down and he's just sporting a tent. It's just like, <laughs> he's fucking rock hard. Man, like this is, I this love is my king. Yeah. I love Darth Vader. <laughs> I want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right. This movie is very progressive. We've got <laughs> transgender stuff going on. Yeah. We've got super kinky shit. Oh man, you know, sex joking, you got incest. That's really big in the porn world <laughs> yeah, right now, right? Shit, you're right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's ahead of its time. <laughs> oh man. Oh, damn. Um, Who would have thought? You know, um, on the flip side of it, um, this movie is uh, way more metal than I remembered it being because. Yeah. Um, after the stormtroopers go back and they annihilate Luke's home, uh, we see his aunt and uncle's charred skeletons oh, yeah. just laying outside of, of that house. And then later when Luke meets up with uh, Obi-Wan and the droids, um, or maybe, yeah, I don't remember who was doing it, but I think it was C-3PO has a, a Jawa. He throws it on the burning pile of other Jawa. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a lot of fucking fire at the beginning of this movie. Absolutely, man. Damn, yeah, that's just hardcore. hardcore. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing is this movie's two hours long. Yeah. This is the this is the um, the OG version, mm-hmm. right? The original uh, uh, yeah version of the movie. So I I can only imagine how long the um, special editions are with all the uh, panning from side to side and uh, in every scene. So you know, fifty with... minutes, just panning <laughs> shots. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that too. I, I was when I was watching it. I you know I put it on when I was building this furniture, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I think this movie's like a, like right at two hours. And yeah. I looked, and I was like, it is, but it moves at a brisk pace. Like a, like I was saying earlier, like the story is like it just keeps going pretty much. Um, yeah. And I think once once Luke um, once basically once he finds his aunt and uncle dead, and they they're getting mm-hmm. off Tatooine, and they meet Han Solo and stuff, and they're about to get off ta- Tatooine. It moves pretty quickly after that. Um, yeah. yeah, and Luke starts training with with Obi Wan mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, it really goes there. When I watched that special edition or started watching it of uh, A New Hope on ABC Family or whatever years ago, that's the part where I, you know, I came in from the beginning and I was just like, okay, I'm ready for, you know, to be swept away. Mm. Um, but it just took so long to to get there. Yeah. So I guess that's probably, I, I don't even think I made it far enough into it to see the charred skeletons and yeah. uh, the Jawa pile. I think it's, uh, yeah, the, the charred skeleton is where, where the turning point, the speed right, of the yeah. movie, it's yeah. Like, oh, shit. It. Yeah. Shit <laughs> gets, gets real, real, real yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just gotta, gotta get to it. The lightsaber, mm. such a fucking cool weapon. Hell it yeah. It just looks so cool. Yeah. Like, if it were just, it, just the way it appears on film, it looks great. You know, mm. it's a laser sword. I don't know how it ends where it ends. Because that yeah. technology doesn't really make sense at this point, but it does. And if, if you saw the lightsaber, like if they they didn't rotoscope that mm-hmm. light around it or whatever, and it was just like um, like a long cylinder tube, and that was it, it looked like pretty unimpressive. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's a laser sword is so yeah. fucking cool. Like, I I I don't know, like. I, 
I'm sure there were a lot of discussions surrounding like how that was going to look on film and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the process of rotoscoping the blade in there for oh, each I wonder, yeah. individual frame was probably a big pain in the ass, but uh, the hum sounds great. I know, the, the sound effects, um, right? Yeah. Fucking perfect. And, and then when they like swing the, the sword, how it has that like, it widens. It's like almost like, uh, like a cone, mm-hmm. the way that it moves around and whatnot. Yeah. Man, it's so Like the light cool. trails. Yeah. Sort of between it, yeah. I, yeah. uh, I'm glad you say that too for this one because one of the special edition features is that they re-rotoscoped those, um, at least Obi-Wan's. Hmm. Um, mm. and, and there's parts in this movie in this original despecialized version where it's it's less blue and it's more like white. Um, the way oh, you okay. see his and stuff, it has like a lighter blue tint or just straight up white. Uh, and there's mm. one scene in particular that he when there he is fighting Darth Vader and he drops he, he kind of just drops his hand with a lightsaber in it, and the rotoscoping like can't match it because it's almost like the lightsaber just so happened to be pointing straight at the camera. And you can oh, essentially, yeah. for like a split scene, for like a second or two, you can see just like this, a stick, basically. Mm-hmm. But that's how it originally released. And then they fixed that stuff later on. Mm-hmm. And that's not like a big issue with me. Like that, it looks better, basically, with the special editions. Yeah. But I want it to look how it looked, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that you still liked it. And then when Luke is fighting with it, I think it looks blue. And it's different and better and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting how they, uh, they got better at that technology, you know, certainly mm-hmm. over time. Uh, but they're... The sound effects in this movie overall, like everything's just so good. But the the lightsaber was a completely new invention, and so you can make it sound like whatever you want. And it's it, yeah. it's again, you like that technology doesn't exist. I don't know how that thing is supposed to work or why it's like a laser would stop at a point at anywhere mm-hmm. and like whatever. But um, if if I were to think that a laser were to be able to do that, that's the sound it would make in my head. Yes, like that, yeah. that's my head cannon now for the world. It, so. It, it just makes it sound like it's crackling with energy. Yeah. And so, like, when the two lightsabers, like, uh, touch mm-hmm. and, like, oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gives, like, a little, like, pop or whatever, mm-hmm. it just sounds so cool. It's so futuristic sounding. Yeah. And speaking of, that's my favorite, one of my very favorite parts about Force Awakens is whenever you see Kylo's, which is such a raw version of a, uh, a lightsaber that it's not contained. Mm-hmm. It's, like, fiery almost. And his, yeah. like, crackles like crazy before yeah. even uh, hits another one and it just sits there like it's just angrier almost yeah. um, and they like dial that stuff up and it's just stellar dial it <laughs> is that Pitbull again? yep <laughs> made another appearance god damn it <laughs> get, get back in your cage Pitbull <laughs> well hey speaking of um, the uh, like something disappearing for a frame or whatever yeah. um, I think you had mentioned something once where I realized we both watch on YouTube um, a channel called Corridor Crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like special effects and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you ever see that that video where they were talking about the very end of Jurassic Park, the mm-hmm. original movie, where the spoilers for Jurassic Park, but the T-Rex comes in and like bites down on that velociraptor. Like when they're, uh-huh. um, everybody's the, gathered in the lobby yeah. and you're like, oh shit, like how are they going to get out of this? Because they've got a raptor over here, a raptor over there, you know? Guy with a chainsaw over there. That never pans over, but he's there. We know. Um, you, you can hear it in the, <laughs> the, the edit, fan edit. Um, but then there's a, uh, a T-Rex that reaches down, and, and as the raptor's getting ready to pounce, mm-hmm. the, the T-Rex, God bless her, she bends down and chomps on the, the raptor and picks it up and, in its mouth. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a, a single frame when that was being rendered where the raptor disappears. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 
which is insane. And they talk about it and they like go back um, and talk about it every once in a while. Uh-huh. But like, I, I would never notice that. I got to check that out now. That's awesome. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like computers sometimes just forget information, huh. I suppose. Yeah. That's but, insane. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously like years later, like that's not like too noticeable. I'm sure it's very noticeable to them, whatever, but mm-hmm. um, to like the general public and everything. And it happened so fast. So mm-hmm. you probably well, wouldn't they, notice, but like when they showed that they showed like the scene and uh-huh. they're like you notice anything and then they show you what it is and i went back and i rewatched that yeah. like the actual scene like so many times i'm like i can't fucking tell yeah like the only way you know is literally if you went frame by frame like yeah. even if you went like slow motion on a vcr back in the day i don't i think it would like skip some frames mm-hmm. here and there like depending on how fast you would go yeah, yeah so yeah like you'd really have to like be looking for yeah. for that to, how to funny notice it but yeah, yeah i thought I had it was no clue. pretty cool um so let's let's talk about the cantina scene okay yeah so um we were just talking about werewolves and (laughs) we have more werewolves in this scene so i think there are two different wolves that show up in this one right so there's one that's like got the glowing red eyes and then another one that has a uh, a hentai tentacle monster show up (laughs) (laughs) get spooked that one doesn't have red eyes i don't know if it's the same uh wolf who's D glowed his eyes he because he got. Blunt. It could have been, yeah. Or that 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 tentacle monster was like trying to oh, crawl up in it. You yeah. know, it was like, hey, that's man. when he went inside. His eyes glowed. Like, <laughs> maybe later. Like, yeah. Pretty progressive wolf, right? Wolf. Sorry. Choke me later, uh, and uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> also, we get a <laughs> a quick glimpse of Satan just chilling in the cantina. Oh, okay. But it's a close-up shot, and his eyes kind of dart back and forth. <laughs> it's like, mm, I'm the devil. This is the only place I can go out and be normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get people blowing up my phone? Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah, I love also, the, uh, oh. basically, like, one of the, the one that I noticed the most, the, there's a clear, just like, they went to a store and bought a werewolf mask. Like, it looks, mm-hmm. like, so funny. And he makes an appearance. He's in, um... The Force Awakens, I believe, and the oh, okay. when they go to uh, uh, Matt Mazes, is that her name? The they go to the, like Canada, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they go to her thing. I think there's that thing shows up again there, which was like a, a nod to it, which was fun. Oh, that's awesome! Because I I'll think have to go back and rewatch that. I think that's one of the ones that Lucas changed. If you watch the special edition, I think that you don't even see the wolf head at all, oh, or something really? like that, or it's like enhanced or something. And I'm like, yeah. no, just fucking. If you had a wolf head. To fill out the spaces in the bar, fucking do it, man. Like, own it. I don't know. It's fine. It's funny. Look, if we've got humans, I'm willing to buy there's werewolves. There you as go. Well, you know? Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's, this is. It's, it's it's certainly better than the giant rat that's in the Star Wars holiday special that's just <laughs> kicking it there with B. Arthur. <laughs> fucking pizza rat makes an appearance. <laughs> What's up? You know what I keep. Ever since you mentioned it again earlier, I just think it. Uh, whip stow whip whip stow <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah another arm comes out yeah another whisk mm-hmm. um yeah i uh i like that scene um I, again too i think i can't remember if that's one of the ones they added some more music to it and stuff but that that general uh most obviously cantina like music uh is also kind of iconic and plays a lot of places whatever like i i heard it recently mm-hmm. in some other movie or out, out somewhere, and I was like, oh my god, that's like the Candida song or whatever. Like, it's fun. But again, Lucas oh, wanted to take that. And- fingering Dan in the modal nodes, playing jizz. <laughs> His name is Fingering Dan, or Fingering Dan. He plays jizz. Sexy. Just a masturbation. Progressive. 
Palooza. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what? You're right. Fucking right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He wanted to go. say, you know what? Masturbation and, and, and jizz and fingering, that's all mm-hmm. normal. Normal things you can do. Hentai tentacle monster? Yeah. Put normal. it in there. <laughs> that's what put she it said. In there. I mean, a couple of different yeah. things. <laughs> Buttholes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, so we also have the iconic scene with uh, Han. Mm-hmm. Being introduced, of course, and then uh, him facing off with Greedo. Yeah. And uh, who shot first? I don't know. It's a giant puff of smoke, as far as I could tell. Um, but one of yeah. them dies. I, but Han, Han shot first. Okay. Okay. Before I get <laughs> doxxed, Han shot first. Okay. We get it. I, Just a joke. I thought about that during this one because I've rewatched it a few times. And this, you know, watching it now, I was like, who, you know, I want to see, like, when does Greedo shoot? And as far as I can tell, it's not Han shot first, it's Han is the only one that shot. That's all I got from it. I don't even think that Greedo shot anything. It, it doesn't look like there's a laser blast going at Han yeah, at all. At, anywhere, right? at any point. So, Like, I, I don't even see a laser blast coming from Han's gun. It's, it's literally just, yeah. just a puff, puff of smoke. Of smoke. Yeah, yeah I, I thought a ninja was appearing, is what Ooh. I thought. But no. Ninja vanish. What if that's what happened? Ooh. Neither of them shoots. Ninja <gasps> shows up, kills Greedo, pieces like out. The you corner crew. Steven, you know who that ninja was? <laughs> Master Splinter. What? And that's why he shows up in the other... Ca- he the loves rat. cantinas. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God. I want the corridor crew to be like, did you see anything? And they go back, and they're like, in one frame. <laughs> Holy shit, they deep fake Splinter. All right. <laughs> Ninja, vanish and go to bar. Oh, man. He would fit in there, too. Mm-hmm. All the turtles yeah. would, I think. They I mean, they're teenagers. They can't get into the. Oh, that's true. Can't get into the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there needs to be a, or is there one that I don't know about a, uh, you know, an adult storyline of Ninja Turtles where they're like oh. doing taxes? Oh, okay. I thought you were going a different direction <laughs> because I was going to tell you that several years ago, a company called Wood Rocket put out a Ninja Turtle porn parody called Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Wait. Not Ninja Turtle dicks, just 10-inch Ninja Turtles? 10-inch instead of Teenage, 10-inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something to behold. You've seen it? I've seen the trailer. You've jerked (laughs) off to it? Yeah, like only like five or six times this past week. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Does my wife say I have a problem? Sure. Yeah. Did she leave you? I mean, that's why she's not here right now, but, you know, <laughs> what I do in my car is my business. It was Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You went out to your car. You put on yep. your favorite mm-hmm. uh, Ninja Turtles porn parody on the little screen mm-hmm. on your dashboard. Yep. You start jerking off. Yeah. It's that's what I call uh, applying some turtle wax. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you do use turtle wax brand wax. To, of course. Yeah. I'm on brand yeah. with my branding, of course. My wife is named Brandy, okay? Yeah. It's, it's all part of who uh-huh. I am as a person, okay? That's why you married very her. important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some people marry for love. Some people marry for branding. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Got nowhere else to go with that. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you, you were asking if there's a, a version where the... Ninja Turtles grow up, become 
mm. actuaries or whatever. Is well, that- yeah, to deal with more adult things. Maybe they go to a bar, you know, drinking some beers. Um, yeah, in the uh, the original comics, mm-hmm. um, Raphael, I believe, mentions uh, wanting to get some beers. Oh, okay. The yeah. beers. The beers. You know, but uh, I don't think, um, even though that's in the original comics, it's not really canon for the turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I guess, you know, like in The Simpsons, like the kids always stay the same. Everybody stays the same age, but like mm-hmm. they have episodes where the kids have grown up. So what I want to see yeah. is just like one-offs just for funsies mm-hmm. of, you know, like uh, they have like the old man Logan story or like like Batman, what, I'm not sure what it is, the Dark Knight Returns or whatever when he's like older mm-hmm. and stuff, that kind of stuff. I, I want to see like, uh, the, I don't know if they'd be gray. They don't have any hair to, to turn gray, but like I want to see older turtles. More wrinkly, mm-hmm. I guess? I don't know. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be wrinkly for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They ha- they'd have like the looser skin. There you go, on the neck, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe some turtle balls hanging down low. Yeah. Why are they? Why are they gray? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying it'd be uh, it's an option. Yeah. Uh, I think it, there's definitely some stories there to be mined. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Goddamn lootly. Absolutely. Um. So I noticed in the scene where, and we're we're jumping like way forward. Yeah. Um. But when they're rescuing, um. Well, I guess they get caught in the tractor beam in the uh, Millennium Falcon. Falcon, sorry. Um, and oh. they they lure some stormtroopers mm-hmm. up the ramp. They're like, hey, can you give us a hand? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, fucking yeah. sure. I mean, we're supposed to uh, help somebody. And they their voice doesn't sound muffled or recognizable mm. to me. But mm, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, we'll go up there. That's fine. Um, so they go up there. They swap out costumes. And I really just wish that they would have let Chewie put on the stormtrooper costume oh like God. it would have been like so obviously not a stormtrooper just for like comedic purposes it yeah. would have been great if he's just like walking around like he's stormtrooper helmet chewbacca from the chin down essentially yeah i think that'd be incredible uh so if, a few things i have so much to say about this uh yeah. first off that would be amazing and i would love to see his little tufts of hair hanging down from everything mm-hmm. <laughs> basically um i also uh you you mentioned the, the falcon and some people call Princess Leia, Leah, and some people call Han, Han. And that's because in this movie, everybody says fucking everything, as far as I can tell. I, I saw right? when, uh, when uh, Grandpa Tarkin was, uh, <laughs> was talking to her, he said, Leah. I was like, oh, is that what yeah. it is? And then like, straight I up, other right? people say Leah. Yeah, so yeah. that's just, yeah, whatever they so want to do. I call her Leia, because mm-hmm. it's, it it's not spelled like any Leah that I know, and it just mm-hmm. sounds more exotic, I guess, for Leia. You know, it's, it's something different for that. Han, I just can't get behind. For one, it just sounds like hands, and mm-hmm. that to me is a rank of hands. Throwing it back, way back <laughs> to our ranking. Um, so yeah, I've okay. always called them Han, uh, yeah. and I call them money in Falcon usually, but I'll say Falcon sometimes. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that's like they're almost like interchangeable, but in this one, I feel like everybody just did whatever. And uh, I also try to pay attention to that a little bit, again, for, for world building and stuff. And um, there was a moment in the Mandalorian trailer where uh, Werner Herzog says something, and he said it kind of weird. I can't remember what the word was right now, but it's a, a normal Star Wars word that we know, and he said it kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, because these people are on, like, different planets. Like, we are on one planet with just multiple yeah. countries, and people say shit constantly different. Like, uh-huh. Inola, where you're from, says, like, they're going to say things a little more, like, with a draw than someone in Tulsa is, not too far away, you know? So imagine, like, whole planets trying to spread these things around. Everybody's going to say mm-hmm. stuff a little differently. So yeah. I think it kind of fits in with it a little bit. But, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I, uh, <laughs> I also like like you were saying with them just bringing the storm, like they're just calling the stormtroopers in and they just go for it, whatever. Uh, but in the original trilogy, you only really get to see the stormtroopers like as stormtroopers. You don't know what they are. You don't know who they are. They talk. They're they're human as far as you can tell, or whatever. They look humanoid, but. Um, that's you get to see only them outside of costume when it's our heroes that have like mm-hmm. put on those as costumes, and then that's what I loved about seeing uh, Finn in the new movies. He was the first time we got to see a stormtrooper with a face, really. Um, and they'll right. this will play in with the, the the prequel trilogy a little bit too. Uh, we'll, we'll find out, but I, I thought that was really cool. Again, this the way we're going to watch this this time going forward will be interesting because. Um, you'll get to see the human side of that whenever right mm-hmm. now they're just dum-dums who can't shoot well and you know what i mean but like <laughs> well, they can't see yeah, they, can't see. Right. they can't see yeah and they get into that uh a little bit later i guess you know it all kind of plays out with finn's story and stuff which is kind of cool so mm-hmm. um yeah like when finn had his reveal in that trailer a lot of people freaked out they're like oh wow it's a black stormtrooper and my first thought was like Oh, so it is a human. Yeah, right. At yeah. least in this one. So, but I also uh, it stood out to me because he was like all sweaty. Mm. I'm like, oh, because like, <laughs> I didn't have like the the context. Like it was a trailer. I didn't have the contract of why he uh, context of why he was sweating. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they need they need to get some ventilation yeah. up in that shit. Like those are the redesigned stormtrooper costumes. Yeah, as well. it should have better, like a, um, a water cooling system or something. Yeah. Um, so I, speaking of their costumes, it's, it's funny because the stormtroopers have these like weird, like, uh, pop outs on the chest mm-hmm. to where it's like, they're supposed to be pecs, but they're in like such weird placement. Yeah. I don't know what they, what they are, <laughs> but I, I like to complain about, um, like female superheroes mm-hmm. in the MCU, like when they have like boob cutouts or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I guess that's like, like the cutouts for like where pecs would be for for guys in the stormtrooper costume but they're so that's that's not that's not what they look like <laughs> yeah. dudes so like i don't know they're really like chiseled to too it's like uh they come to like yeah. points and stuff it's like weird yeah yeah that's how my pecs look oh yeah i have huge oh, well, pecs yeah. i know yeah like every <sighs> okay so brandy and i like when you guys come out but you're just always with your shirt off yeah and it's just I'm like, okay, rub that. it, rub it in my face. And then you literally rub it in my face. I'm like, okay, I'll never, I'll never have these. So. Um, look, I can't move my pecs, like the muscles, like I can't bounce them like a mm-hmm. bodybuilder could, but I've been working on it. And, mm-hmm. um, that's really like my main goal in life right now is to learn how to do that. So I have to have my shirt off so I can show people that I'm trying. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. where you come in. Hey, so speaking of trying and coming in, mm, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the trash room when they when they get in there. Yeah, they go in that trash compactor thing. Um, I I like, like I said, I like the the lived in aspect of it. It's it's very like trashy feeling, mm-hmm. which totally makes sense there. Um, I do wish like in the special editions, George Lucas, like when Han jumped in there, I wish he would have like since he was the last one, he would have like popped out of the trash. It was like a used like stormtrooper condom. <laughs> On his head, <laughs> yeah, he's like hanging over. It's like what the fuck? He like picks us up. He's like ooh yuck, and then he like tosses oh, it up on man. the wall, and you see it in the background as like slowly like as the scene progresses, it slowly like just like kind of unsticks itself. From oh, the wall I love that! Down. Like as the walls close in, there's always yeah. the condoms slowly coming off as well. <laughs> yeah. 
that's like when you see the the initial vibration of the walls oh, you know man. it's like jostles it yeah, a little bit fantastic um also i've talked about this on the show before i don't like murky water oh. which the scene has and there's in fact a creature that's in this it. how did it get in there i've wondered this yeah, Here's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to poke holes into it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's any number of ways they probably have captured life. Kind of like when people have ball pythons as pets. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I lost a snake. How big can it get? I don't know, 17, 18 feet? <laughs> or, you know, maybe 22, 23, depending on how much it feeds. Well, it's just lost in your house for decades at this point. So I, I guess good luck. Yep. It will we'll find its way out and, uh, and, and, and capture you. So... Maybe that's what's happening with yeah. this creature. It just like one of the stormtroopers had a pet, <laughs> had a pet, whatever this is, and it got that's lost. A good way to put that. Didn't want to report anything because yeah. this Vader guy, I heard he choked a guy with his bare hands. <laughs> that's not what I heard. He was across the. I saw the tape. He was across the room. <laughs> I did see that boner though. I did see the boner. I saw it. <laughs> this guy's into some weird shit. Um, but it, it sucks Luke underneath the water. And uh, they have to, I guess they have to kill it, right? Yeah, or they shoot I, I it, guess, yeah, uh, at least to let him go, something like that. Okay, yeah. So, but I would imagine it's dead at that point, because like yeah. as the walls are closing in, the, the creature doesn't react. He's just like, you know what, I deserve this. I, yeah, I'm a fucking <laughs> creep. <laughs> I'm sure that there are entire YouTube uh, videos dedicated to this one topic alone. People like to mm-hmm. dissect these things. I've always taken it as... This trash, it's like a trash compactor, but it's like a a trash chute, one of many, that I would imagine would lead to other trash chutes that would lead to a further thing to finally leave or whatever. So I've always imagined there's some sort of tube uh, leading from this, um, especially because there's like water in there, but it clearly can compact the trash. Mm-hmm. So it's like, does that all? Does water always stay in there? I've always taken it as like this is w- one of many rooms like this that are all connected somehow through some sort mm-hmm. of service tunnel, and that uh, this weird snake creature moves between them, uh, looking for food. And so it it like scurried. It got shot at, let Luke go, and then it scurried away, essentially down somewhere. Oh, uh, okay. But I, so it's yeah in, in the plumbing somewhere. It's in the plumbing. So, Somewhere, stormtroopers, they're taking a shit. It's going to be like a ghoulie <laughs> straight up in there. Yep. Did you ever watch Ghoulies? Is that what that Paula Abdul song is about? Straight up, now tell me. Yep, it is. She you know, one time was... crawl was... in my butthole. Oh, oh, oh. It's inside my fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've always taken it, though, as... It could have just been a creature that was in there, whatever. Or I've always uh, done it as, like, they, they put something in there for trash reasons like there's a whole trash department okay it helps like digest things or like get rid of something you know yeah it's like how you put uh, a certain type of bacteria in your septic there you go yes okay yeah okay but it's like a trash eater but i like your version again i like i loved finn because i liked the humanized these stormtroopers who we've just thought of as like idiots or whatever and nameless who cares but i was Mm -hmm. like no there's a human story to that and i love the story that there's a guy who had got a pet and he brought it in and it was getting too big and he was afraid of Darth Vader. So he just put it on the trash chute and said, I, never, I was never here. <laughs> I was never here. So and it's here's, become this I, thing. It, as you were saying that, I, I developed another story. Perfect. Okay, So that all that happened, that is in fact canon. Okay, LTAS canon, yeah. Star Wars canon, eh, I don't know. Same thing, we're, we're all yeah. owned. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. By Disney. That's right. That's right. 
<laughs> this is the new Disney Plus canon. That's so, right. um, because that stormtrooper did that, the creature, he's he's become uh, uh, furious at the stormtrooper. Mm. Oh, right? okay. So when the crew goes down into the trash chute, he sees oh some stormtrooper feet. Brent. This is that motherfucker that got rid of me. I'm gonna kill him. These rebels, Ooh, these rebels need all the help they can get. So he starts to, to take this, take down the stormtrooper. He's truly the hero of the rebellion. Uh-huh. This is this uh, tentacle monster? I want to see uh, his face underwater. See that mm-hmm. boot and him have a flashback of his. Oh, st- yeah. <laughs> Cue the pit bull. With that- <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the same music. A very somber flashback of, of <laughs> them right. having good times together That's right. on cool yeah. new planets and like mm-hmm. walking around the Death Star together. And he's mm-hmm. like always hidden. He's like sneaking him food in the, in the mess hall. And then one day he yeah. just unceremoniously just dumps him in the trash chute, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah. I'm going to take this motherfucker down. That's right. Brent, you cracked the case wide open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All because Keith, oh, the stormtrooper, couldn't take care of a pet. Yep. He was told not to bring any pets on there, but, you know, he's like, eh, this is essentially like fine. a goldfish. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. What could go wrong? Well, <laughs> we saw how it played out. We saw how it played out. Um, I do like at the end of the scene where um, he talks to the droids and they're able to, like, stop the, uh, the trash chute from, from closing in and everybody cheers and then C-3PO is like, oh, God, they're, they're being crushed to death. That's what this <laughs> yeah. noise says. He recognizes their cheers as, like, <laughs> there's... <laughs> Screams of pain. C-3PO, let's talk about the droids real quick. C-3PO is um, so neurotic, um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a really fun choice for him, whatever. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, like like in that scene, like you said, that they help him out, but it's really like uh, R2-D2 does everything, right? Like, he's the one that's like the badass, and he's so cute Mm -hmm. and cool or whatever. Um, I loved what they did with BB-8, and he's he's now my favorite and everything. I love what they've done with a lot of the new droids now but it all harkens back to him he's just awesome and uh Mm -hmm. their their dynamic is so fucking funny that you don't need that in here but it works you know so i i i i totally agree with you so r2 is the one that that accomplishes the task he's the one that um has the plans obviously he's the one that stops the trash compactor um he's the one that repairs luke's um not tie fighter what uh, Mm -hmm. yeah as he's flying it um but C-3PO is the translator, uh, more or less the comic relief, and also graded improv. Graded yeah. improv. So like that, that same scene, like when they're leaving, um, they leave a, um, a guard there, a stormtrooper guard at the door whenever they see the droids. And then C-3PO is like, oh, they went that way. And um, then they're like trying to get out of there. They walk over there and they see the guard. He's like, oh, this droid's fucked up. I need to take it to the repair bay. <laughs> and so yeah. the stormtrooper's like, all right, oh, I don't give yeah. a fuck. You know what? I just lost my pet. Um, <laughs> I had to get rid of my pet. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it, it all happened on the same day for him. <laughs> I'm really upset about it. Oh, it was <laughs> yeah. the same day. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. He ate so much trash, he got bigger. And he was like, you came down here to get me? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you. My wife and I, we used to have some um, yellow belly slider turtles. Mm-hmm. And the the thing about turtles is that, like, whatever environment you put them in, they will eventually, like, grow to, like, to that size. Not like they're going to get big enough to where they just, like, 
burst out of their their environment but if you give them a small area mm. they're not going to grow as quickly as if you give them a larger area yeah. it's just like one of those weird things interesting so i think that's probably what happened with that that monster is oh, it was originally okay. the yeah. size of like um i don't know like a a, a gerbil let's say a, a stormtrooper pocket yeah yeah, that there you go. Yeah. yeah, those weird little like that's uh, what he, he was in there. T- titty pockets, yeah. <laughs> titty pockets. <laughs> Stormtrooper titty pockets. He was titty pocket By size, ass, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so he had it in there, took it. He's like, I'm sorry, old friend. I threw it in the the trash chute, uh-huh. and then it's it, since like it ate a bunch of trash, you know. Had a lot of room to grow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you know the poor Stormtrooper Keith. He's feeling some kind of way. Mm. He's not on his game. He shouldn't have let those droids leave. I no. mean, why Why else be stationed there? But he was going through some stuff. Yeah. You know? He was He's distracted. Yeah. It happens when you're at work, no matter the job. That's you know? true. Mm. He's, he just looks at the camera and he's like, Mondays. <laughs> Garfield was right. Puts his hand on his, on his face. And then he opens his mask, eats a big scoop of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's uh, let's jump forward to the uh, the lightsaber duel between Ben oh. and Vader. Yeah, let's do and it. this is the the other video, uh, the YouTube link that you sent me, mm-hmm. and this is the one that you alluded to earlier, where um, it's a fan like re edit, yeah, or something like it's that. like an effects group, yeah, that just does it for fun. Holy shit, man! Like, like Crazy, saying, right? like part of me as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I wish this was in the movie, but mm-hmm. if they lifted that and put it directly in the movie. Just because of the way some of the scenes are shot, yeah, um, it looks like far too updated and would just immediately take you out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the original version before yeah. we get over to that one. Like it, like just watching that. Like I didn't even know that there was a a, a fan edit at the time. Like uh-huh. you sent that cool. to me after I watched that scene. Yeah, yeah. So even with that, I I wrote down that um, it looks so cool. Like mm-hmm. I can only imagine being back in 1977 watching this especially as a youth yeah and, like seeing this battle you're like holy shit this looks so fucking cool and that's they've they've shown the lightsaber earlier in the movie like mm-hmm. um ben originally shows it to luke and he, he's like practicing he, with it yeah and, yeah. and then, yeah later he has that little like um what is that the, some droid that the fires ball. lasers yeah, at him yeah, or yeah. whatever it's like a training training protocol yeah. thing yeah but this is the first time you see like two lightsabers. Yeah, and go at they, it. They like battle. Um, is this the first time we see Vader's lightsaber, or do we see him fired up? I don't like, know. Like there's we, a scene yeah, where he's in the alleyway, like trying to smoke. He <laughs> needs to light a ciggy. And then, yeah, uh, but yeah. it's the first time we get to see two of them fight together. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. I tried um, to. And, yeah. I, I tried to put myself in that position because uh, what I liked about that, and I, I had already seen this YouTube clip where basically what they do is they make it a lot more interesting. There's a lot, it's a lot faster. It's a lot yeah. more modernized, um, a lot more choreography and stuff going on. But mm-hmm. um, in the, at the time though, when this was brand new, like that was amazing. It didn't matter what it was. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Now looking back on it to me, it's a little like, it's a little slow and, and stuff and their, their movements, both of them, like Darth Vader pretty much just moves his elbows like that's all he really does. Yeah. You know, and it looks like he's kind of like contained by the suit, but that's what, exactly why I like the end of Rogue One um, versus like what you see the little of him in the beginning uh, of this one or whatever. I guess you, mm-hmm. you do see that. He must have his lightsaber out in that first scene when he boards the ship and stuff, but I don't think he's using it as much. But mm-hmm. um, it's basically, 
getting to see them be so fucking powerful because if if not it's like yeah. okay they have these cool swords that no one else has but like what else are they doing you know mm-hmm. um but to see them use the force around them throw stuff at each other blast each other yeah. away using mm-hmm. just like the fact that like uh, it's the same thing with the, my main scene that i love in attack of the clones is yoda finally being able to like do this crazy ass shit even though he's like 900 years old that mm-hmm. they're still powerful and fast and that obi-wan yeah. hasn't used this stuff in a long time but that he could still be that powerful so i do applaud the original scene for what it is but uh it's a little lackluster compared to what comes later in the prequels and the sequel trilogies yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. compared to like a fight scene but uh that new mm-hmm. one is just like a fun like okay yeah like let's imagine this is yeah. what they could have done and holy shit yeah. how cool that would have been you know like you said, they both use the force to like move objects yeah. around the room. Like Vader grabs some like canisters or whatever from the side and uses it to, um, I guess he was going to use it to like, uh, essentially like toss at mm-hmm. Obi Wan. But Obi Wan turns around and like slices them in half to where, like before it can hit him. And, yeah. and Obi Wan does some stuff as well. I also like the, the the version where um in the the fan edit version where they're in like a looks like a, a, a tight hallway and they're yes. both using their lightsabers and they're like cutting into the walls yes. and everything there's also a part oh, in the same it. scene where darth vader takes his like fist and punches obi-wan which is so bizarre <laughs> yeah. to see in a star wars movie where somebody gets in a, a fist fight it's always lightsabers or blasters or something but yeah vader he's just like oh he's I'll fucking it. i'll take this glove off and scratch me with my fingernails bitch. <laughs> he's got he's got long pointed fingernails <laughs> yeah one one coke nail pinky nail uh, <laughs> yeah that one uh, that was the one thing that took me out of it a little bit just because it was so jarring because it, that doesn't happen in star wars they don't mm-hmm. actually like physically connect like that generally but yeah. uh but also it's like you use whatever you can at the moment i guess uh, mm-hmm. kind of works but um but yeah it's i think it's just kind of kind of rad and i love i love that that when they're fighting especially in that tight corridor that the the lightsabers are like breaking through the walls and stuff it reminds me so much more of the new trilogy uh like whenever kylo ren like freaks out and they go in that room and like it's just like sliced up everywhere and there's like sparks and stuff flying whatever it's like Mm -hmm. those weapons can go through metal and like everything so yeah um that's how it would be it would be a little dirtier than um just like a clean fight between two lightsabers you know like there would be that kind of stuff and it's it makes it feel more dangerous and violent Mm -hmm. i guess um and it's just yeah it's just really cool i think it's a a cool scene to to watch again and this order that we're watching it, I think it kind of adds a little bit to it as well. Mm-hmm. And and they also, yeah. I thought it was really cool because I had I'd never finished it. I've only watched like parts, like most of that scene, that fan edit one. But oh, okay. they they also throw in some of those same lines from that scene of the other one we were talking about. Um, they have some some moments about uh, it was actually Ewan McGregor from Revenge of the Sith. Oh, at the very beginning. Yeah, and they they yeah. they say some lines from it, and I was like, oh, it's cool. It's bringing that in again. So it's yeah. like another flashback thing of mm-hmm. like the last time that they met, he beat Darth Vader, but this time Darth Vader's beating him or he kind of lets himself get beat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so it was kind of interesting to, to play it out that way. So yeah, I thought that was a cool addition. Didn't uh, Topher Grace, didn't he do mm-hmm. um, a, his own fan edit of the prequels and he just like put all three of them together? Yeah, in one like movie. That? Yeah. That's crazy. I would love I to wonder, see that, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what was incorporated because yeah. like was like how much of one was in there <laughs> I, I, yeah like, i don't think much if anything darth maul yeah okay 
that's it. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like if you have that, that's like cool scene. You want that, right? If you if you get to see it, but it doesn't yeah. add anything to anything. Mm-mm. So no. like because he's gone at the end. If yeah. he came back, it would definitely be like a, a have to be scene, you know. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to see that. There's some other fan edits too where people try to do that, but I, I've heard his are pretty cool, and just the fact that he's a bigger star doing that is is kind of cool. So. Well, I guess we'll just have to befriend him. Hey, Topher, um, we know <laughs> you're, you're listening. listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, best Venom. Hashtag Best Venom. Oh, um, wow. We appreciate you uh, taking the time to do all these fan edits. Seems like you do it out of joy. Mm-hmm. So we here at LTAS are willing to accept your invitation <laughs> to come to your house on your dime, of course, you know, travel expenses <laughs> paid, uh, and watch these fan edits. That's and then nice. we'll do a podcast about it. J- just Stephen and I. Um, oh, yeah. We need a like, quiet room, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you're busy, okay? You know, you've got other fan edits to do. Uh, we get it. We get it. So we're willing to do that. That's, so just put, just put it out there. That's just, that's just from us to you mm-hmm. as a favor. Yeah. So. That's right. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump toward the, the end of the movie here. Um, and I have a, an important question. Mm. So this is taking place, you know, the... They're they're flying down the corridor, you know, on the Death Star, you know, trying to blow up that that exhaust port. And I, I'm, I'm talking about the scene in particular where Darth Vader he finally hops in the ship. Now, his ship is different from the Tie Fighters. Yeah, is that right? Do you know what that's called? It is. It's like a Tie Enforcer, I think, or something like that. Okay. It is a different. Yeah, it's like a. Uh, they go to like a point in front of him instead of okay. just like the yeah. sides. Is that right? That you're thinking of. It, it just looks like it's a like a squattier version of that. Yeah. Like, um, this yeah. is the first time I ever really noticed. So there's versions the of the TIE fighters that have like straight wings on the side. There's ones that kind of curve in, like almost like C's coming towards it. And then there's some mm-hmm. that, uh, like the new trailers and stuff, I think what Kylo Ren's is kind of like Darth Vader's, uh, at least mm-hmm. in the next one, maybe Darth Vader also gets like a new one, but they like almost come to a point in front of the ship. Uh, mm-hmm. on some of it so yeah they have different designs and he has like a, a special one in some way mm-hmm. yeah so i like that they're called tie fighters first of all mm-hmm. um because they look like little bow ties <laughs> that's, that's it <laughs> but i wish they would call boba fett's ship a necktie fighter but oh. it's not was it like slave one or something like that yeah slave one yeah nah it's problematic we got to cancel this boba fett <laughs> boba oh Fett's canceled. man he was so cool but yeah it's personal life I don't know. What should we do? Up. Throw him in a Sarlacc pit? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Of course. Cool. Yeah. Done. Done and done. <laughs> um, but my question is, whenever Vader gets in his ship, does he have to take his cape off? Because I don't know if you've ever Ooh. worn a cape. Halloween. Maybe you're feeling regal. I don't know. You get in your car with a cape on. Sure. And it just like starts pulling the back of your, yeah. your shirt back. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is not comfortable. Like, I, maybe he's got a way to unclip it, kind of like Batman. Oh, where he yeah. just like <laughs> pops it off real mm-hmm. quick. Hang on to this shit for me, or I'll choke you from across the room, from across the room. I won't lay a hand on you across the room. And so he's like in the ship, and he's just like more comfortable, you know, can move around a little more freely. Because like when he gets thrown into space and he's like uh, has the shot of the like inside of the cockpit where he's like spiraling around or whatever, Mm -hmm. like you could say they're in space, there's not going to be gravity, but there appears to be like some kind of gravity or something because he's not like float i mean that's true i guess he could be in a, a harness or whatever and it is kind of a small thing but i figured yeah. like we'd see part of his cape like floating up 
were well, there. Well, so yeah, I think that he has either a detachable cape or they they had planning meetings when they were designing his TIE fighter to mm-hmm. his specifications. And he was like, first off, I need a little ring pillow for my butt. Uh, <laughs> just more comfortable. Uh, Did you hear Vader needs a donut to sit on? Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> it is. I think he's got him <laughs> oh, 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 Not touching you. <laughs> And then maybe he was like, I needed something. When I sit in, it grabs the cape behind me and keeps it up off my chair. So mm-hmm. I'm not sitting on it. You know, maybe there's something there. I don't know. But um, yeah, and then he. Uh oh. He lost it. We're two and a half hours in. I'm getting so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did this earlier and it had nothing to do with time at that point. Yeah. But uh, there was a cape thing, and then there was another thing I was going to say. Fuck it. I don't know. But yeah, I think, I think yeah, there's a cape. <laughs> there's a cape. Solution. All right. Well, here, let me move on to my next note, and maybe it'll, it'll uh, give you some time to let that come I'm going to let that one go. You're so dejected. I really I'm am. Sure. I'm very upset by that. Um, I never understood how the torpedoes went into the ventilation shaft like it seems like mm-hmm. they're there's something that are fired straight ahead and then for whatever reason they curve but when i was re-watching this it had um like when they were in the planning meeting it had the um the graphic that showed that they were essentially like coming off of the ship and kind of like almost being like tossed down mm. as if as if luke like rolled down the window and just like tossed them <laughs> in there yeah that's just not how they were pre- <laughs> presented but also one could say that he fired them so closely that they get like sucked in okay i get you you know um yeah i've never really i guess i've never thought about that i'm I'm almost more again like to the video games i'm like replaying like the like rogue squadron games and stuff i played where i'm like okay well i've done this run multiple times so how did i do it (laughs) you know like that's more than the movie in my head almost but uh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i uh I, I do remember what I was going to say now, and it kind of plays into this oh, as well, because wonderful. Star War, the Star Wars universe has a um, loose relationship with the concept of gravity. Okay, so yeah. I, I would say that. So like in their ships, no matter where they're at on Earth or on, on a planet, rather, or in space, like they're never floating around. But they never talk about like other space movies do. They never talk about like an artificial gravity system or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, holding yeah. them on the ship or whatever. Uh, so, so Darth, Darth Vader's cape is fine because it, it won't float up because they just don't really have gravity. And then you had you have another. I, I liked this one, but it it was a problem for a lot of people in the Last Jedi that there's like bombers uh, in space, and in space everything should just be floating and go wherever. But like they clearly are like there's like a hatch that's opened up and they're just they're just fine and breathing. Mm-hmm. in this hatch trying to get the bombs to go in the last jedi and they like kick him down or whatever and yeah. then they fall straight down like bombs would but not like they would in space so like it doesn't all make sense anyway but yeah. so if we're going to throw out gravity in most situations then maybe all of the gravity was in that one port and it, like you're saying it <laughs> sucked it in you know like i don't know you kind of just have to accept that's one of the things in star wars yeah. that does not make sense uh the more you scrutinize it so and again, I'm not trying to poke holes in it. I'm just trying to wrap my head around yeah. why that that worked the way it did. Mm-hmm. I'm totally willing to accept that it did. Um, my next note is that uh, during this whole thing, um, R2-D2, and I totally forgot about this, 
he gets fucked up. Oh my god! Like, yeah, he gets, right. I he gets too. shot directly by. I guess it was Vader. Must have been. Or, yeah. And uh, so when <laughs> when everybody's gathered in the hangar and celebrating, Luke gets down. Leia comes up. Han, like they all three, hug each other. Then um, poor fucking R two man, he gets <laughs> lowered down. He looks like he has been through eighty seven wars. Like yeah. he is. It's like oh, he's dead forever. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to be dead forever. And then luckily you see him um, fully repaired yeah. and, and brightly painted at the very end of the movie. But C-3PO was offering his uh, his stuff. He was like, he said to me, like, if you need any gears or, or something like that, uh, I'll, I'll give up mine. Oh, uh, wow. What a good friend. Yeah, because he understands Damn. what it's like to transition. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, and uh, my final note here is that uh, obviously I've, I've heard this mentioned before, but Chewie doesn't get a medal. Um, and I think there was like some Burn. story or something that was eventually like um, yeah, I can't remember what they did uh, with that. told about this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's he gets to be up there maybe. Um, so <laughs> my wife did this run a few weeks ago where they said that um, we've ran out of such and such metal, but depending on where you place or whatever, um, or what was it? Um, if you're out of town, we'll give you a medal today. But if you're in town uh, and willing to wait, we can have you come pick one up or we'll mail one to you. So that's my thought, is that okay. Chewbacca has a medal coming to him in the mail, and that's why he goes home for Life Day. Brent, he was like, I will lose this on the ship if I take it now. My <laughs> yeah. wife will take good care of it. She'll put mm-hmm. it with my other medals on the mantle. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. ahead and send it home. I'm going there for life day anyway. I'll get it then. That's perfect. Yeah, okay. It all ties together. Seamless, seamless storytelling. I am. There is a uh, a comic book scene, and I, I looked this up just now to see, because I was like, yeah, there's something that happens with it, and there are uh, some more. There's like a new comic that has uh, retconned this, I guess, with him getting a medal oh. in some way. So I'm interested in that. This is a, a Slash Film article. But this is obviously an, an old comic that I found. I don't know. You can't see that. Um, well, that's not Oh, that's just on. me. That's my <laughs> reflection. It won't, it won't, like, focus on it. It's, um, yeah. it's like an old, old school. Like, it looks like a, a, a 70s or 80s drawn comic where, yeah. where Leia mm-hmm. is giving him one. So I don't know how they fixed yeah. it there. I had only heard of it, like, uh, newly done that they were trying to retcon mm-hmm. that. But... Uh, it is kind of upsetting. I, I tried to think of it in this point that I was like, okay, like they don't know really what he did. Like he was obviously with Han, but like Han mm-hmm. is the one that came back and was on the the mic, you know, like mm-hmm. blow this kid, let's go home or whatever. <laughs> yo, 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 it's Han on the mic, son. <laughs> but he was the one that like came back and it was like noticeable that he was helping the rebellion or whatever. So they gave him metal. Yeah. But then it's like, and like they were like, well, we don't know what Chewie does. Maybe he was just there. But then he's clearly walking down with them when they get their medals. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make sense. Like I was trying to like, you know, give him some way around it. But maybe Leia was like, okay, one for Luke, one for Han. Chewie, you've already got something around your neck. All right. Oh, let's all turn around and look at these I people. I like that. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've already, we don't want it to get tangled in your hair either. It's got this chain on it. It's really fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. that'd be yeah. difficult so yeah it'd be like an italian dentist it's, it's gonna be be too much <laughs> wow what a specific image that totally works um, tell me it's not true <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're at the end of this one i love this because uh, again it's a pretty simple story overall you know mm-hmm. uh boy goes on an adventure 
and and joins the rebellion. But uh, it's cool. It sets up a lot of arcs. Um, the next one, I think, is where, where it really gets into the Star Wars that we know and love. This one feels like a kind of a one-off episode in a, in a serial play. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like this fun adventure for these people. And that's kind of it. It ends on a happy note. And there's not much to it, right? Like, they, they destroy the Death Star and Darth Vader goes away and they do their thing. Uh, but really, it's like the next one, I think the very first thing you see in the next movie is like Luke on, on Hoth. And it's like, oh, they're in the middle of this war still. Like, everything is still going on. That was just like one battle and it was quick and it's done and they're doing all this other stuff again. So um, I was trying to think of that. And then I'll also like, um, this was cool to see like Han's beginning because he is just like a smuggler out for himself and his friend Chewie and that's all he wants to do. And then he does come back and fight for the rebellion and that's what starts his thing. He wants to be with Leia. It starts like their storyline. I'm flashing forward now to when he meets his son, Kylo Ren on that bridge in the force awakens. And it's like, it all starts here. He was just this carefree dude yeah. living his life, you know, and then he, he becomes so much more and what a, what an mm-hmm. arc he has, you know, throughout this. Um, mm-hmm. so it'd be, it'd be fun to watch it all. But, uh, this, this one movie, this first movie is just a ball of fun, basically, you know, like it's, yeah. it's really light popcorn movie. And, uh, there's a lot of just really cool stuff in it. And I, I can completely imagine why this took the world by storm when it did, you know? Yeah. So it's cool. But uh, it's also not my favorite of them because it doesn't really do a whole lot for the whole story overall. It just is everybody's mm-hmm. beginning. And then the next movie is where it really kicks up a notch. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like you were saying, uh, knowing what we know now about future movies um, and the prequels, like seeing the bits of dialogue that we see in this movie. Um, kind of make you think about it in a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to watch it that way. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, just because I want to go into this machete order, uh, not check order, uh, LTAS, copyright. Uh, don't push us on that because <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep that in, in consideration, you uh-huh. know, just trying to watch it with, with fresh eyes. But, um, yeah, that scene where, um, where – Han seemed more annoyed by Leia than attracted to her stood out. Like mm. he wasn't even trying to pop the tab on that sniz at that time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but obviously later in life, we know that he does. And, uh, Oh my God. Uh, that's right. We went there. Also, I want to mention, um, back in whenever Disney bought Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. uh, shortly thereafter, within a, a year or two, uh, Marvel started publishing Star Wars comics and it essentially rewrote the canon. Oh, yeah. So uh, back in 2015 is when those started coming out. And it looks like the first seven volumes of that series are available uh, to read for free on Comixology Unlimited. So if you have oh, a subscription cool. to that, you can. But this uh, series takes place between uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So mm. it's all in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I read that the first issue of it and I just like it didn't really like click with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I've I've seen this, I feel like I'm in the mood for more Star Wars stuff. Yeah, so I totally cool. see like it, it was a um, critically acclaimed series. So mm-hmm. I might go check that out. And um, for you, Stephen, I would be especially interested to see what you think, at least on the first volume, because I know there's something uh, a revelation about uh, Han in particular oh. um, that uh, I would be curious to to get your thoughts on. He's got two dicks, uh, doesn't he? Uh, 
I don't ruin it. I mean, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to confirm or deny. But awesome. um, but yeah. So if you want more Star Wars, like kind of in this um, this era this canon, that's before mm-hmm. the next movie. You can yeah, you cool. can uh, dive into that. Um, as for the next film, obviously in the canon. Holiday special, all the way. Obviously, that's what we're doing. Um, no, no. So the uh, the next movie we are going to discuss mm-hmm. is what? It's going to be The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, yeah. I'm very excited for this. And Brent. Hello. You will be in Houston for this. And what? What? We will be able to watch that and record together in person, mm-hmm. which would be really rad, so... Really That's right, that. Houston. H-Dog is coming to H-Town. Hey. What you know about that? <laughs> Let's all force choke our dicks. As <laughs> Discuss the Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, come on, do it. <laughs> um, Wait, you do mine, I'll do yours. <laughs> yeah, it's not gay if you're not touching. <laughs> That's right. And even if it is, it's okay. It's okay. I did want to mention real quick, because I, I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I didn't remember that this original Star Wars movie had been nominated for so much at the Academy Awards. At the 50th Academy Awards, um, it was nominated for uh, nominated and won Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, Best Sound, and Best Visual Effects. Damn, yeah. So pretty fucking Cleaned stellar. Up. It also was nominated for... Alec Guinness for Best support, uh, best Supporting Actor. Um, let's see. Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, and Best Picture. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Best Picture. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I really did not remember it was uh, that well lauded. So uh, that's pretty rad. Um, and uh, yeah, very cool because, again, this was just like nothing anybody had seen before. So it's, it's cool mm-hmm. to think back on this being like – like if you think about this movie – if it came out fresh right now, like our world is so much different. Um, mm-hmm. I can't like we we finally got like Black Panther, you know, like nominated, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Like that that had to work so hard uh, to get that respected and stuff. And it feels like this would not be as respected now um, in that way. And, and as much as like the other Star Wars films get nominated for like special effects and stuff and makeup or whatever now and costume design, but they don't get nominated for like Best Picture. You know, mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy yeah. that it did at the time. So it's pretty rad. Hell yeah. Wow, yeah. I mean, it deserves all that stuff because this mm-hmm. is a lot of groundbreaking shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It lost to Annie Hall. So, uh, well, what a classic. Um, <laughs> can't, can't remember the last time I didn't see that movie. <laughs> Just watch it every day. <laughs> well, Brent, uh, this was a very long but very fun conversation about Star Wars. Uh, yeah. We just had a lot to say about it. I, I didn't really mm-hmm. know how much we'd have to say about this first movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the rest of it, especially as this new nunchuck order plays out and how that affects our viewing mm-hmm. strategy and stuff, will be interesting to talk about. But uh, I'm glad that we had a lot to talk about with this one and that you hadn't seen it a whole lot and uh, got to watch it with a little fresher eyes and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. And and that you got to watch the despecialized editions, which I think are the only way to watch it. So Abs- Absolutely. I think if it was the special editions, I would have been so... I guess not so bored. I, that's yeah. not fair to say just because the movie is still the movie. Like those uh-huh. those bits that I like are still in there, but the pacing would just be thrown off. Yeah. Um like the the pacing of this movie like you said after they throw the the last Jawa corpse on the yeah. the burning pile, <laughs> it, it picks up, you know. You get the cantina shortly thereafter and then you're kind of off to the races. Yeah. So, um not pod races though, not in this movie. Not yet. 
but yeah overall um really enjoyed this very much looking forward to watching empire with you yeah and uh talking about it awesome. um because our wives don't respect the podcast i'm sure we won't be able to go three hours on the next record yeah but uh <laughs> this one has been fun i've, I've yeah. uh, really enjoyed it and look we had a lot of setup at the beginning of this we had some trailers to discuss so uh we're allowed to do this so get off our backs wives you'll never listen <laughs> to this well uh yeah well said brent and uh you mm-hmm. can rate and review us on your favorite podcast app you can uh follow us on let's uh, I got distracted. I got distracted because it still says Dave's plugs. And I was like, should yeah. I plug anything for Dave? I don't know. Hey, real at real Dave Roberts. <laughs> yeah. He was great to have on. Why not? Uh, so you can contact us by email at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS LTAS pod. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at Stephen Fisher 22. And you can follow Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. And as always, please be sure to follow Reginald Val Johnson on Twitter at L. Arvel Johnson. And I'm not going to do that again because I can't speak. So, Brent, anything else for you today? Yeah, I, you know, it's really falling off the rails after two hours. <laughs> Some would say before that as well, but I'm curious to see what would happen after three hours. So let's just keep it going. we got another 10 minutes of recording time to get there. Do you want to, just, <laughs> do you want to watch Empire now and then yeah, record let's just do it. Mm-hmm. in a row after this? I'm going to have to get some water, but otherwise I'm good. The Machete Marathon continues. Excellent. Yeah. And then we're no, watching the Machete that. movies? Man, <laughs> Machete? Right. I guess we left that out of the opening part of it. It's like, yeah, we're going to watch episodes four, five, two, three, and then six, then Machete yeah. one and two, then Star Wars episode seven, eight. I, I remember and, hearing about Machete. I've never seen them, but is Machete two mm. in space or were they just talking about that? Did you ever see mm. those as well? Because I've, I've not seen them. That would but. be a perfect transition into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that he would go to space and then, oh, it's just machete kills. I think the next one was going to be machete in space. And well, how about this? It. How about this? Just so we get that same flavor. Yeah. We'll watch. Okay. Again, Star Wars episodes four, five, two, three, six, machete one and two, Jason X. Okay, there you go. to space, then Star Wars <laughs> seven, eight, leading it to nine. Perfect. Makes sense. All canon. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Jason uses a machete. Yes. Yes. Tied it in. Tied it in. And he gets a machete from Machete. Mm -hmm. He goes to to space. Then it sets off the Star Wars universe. A lot of people don't know this, but (laughs) the Machete movies are actually a prequel to Jason X. (laughs) So it all ties in. All right, Brent. This has been a, a ball of fun. Certainly a long one. Absolutely. I can't deny that. <laughs> um, can't deny that at all. Well, no. next week, join us again for the Empire Strikes Back, and we uh, definitely welcome anybody listening to follow us along in our non-check order that mm-hmm. uh, we watch these this way because I think it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, if you need to find any of the info, uh, I'm sure we're going to try to share some of that stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, also look up the uh, Harmies Despecialized Editions you can look up Despecialized Star Wars and we'll find that because he'll he'll also post um, before and after stills, basically, of, of his work. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, pretty fantastic stuff that he's done. So it's kind of cool to see oh, what, awesome. what the changes were that you're missing out on so much. Yeah. So uh, good stuff. Awesome. Well, uh, Brent, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. I bet there's like a Star Wars porn parody. 
where it's two swinging dicks that are used to just to like, <laughs> yeah. like smack against each other, you know? That's weird. I've never heard of a Star Wars porn parody. There's got to be one, right? Oh, I'm sure there's many. I was thinking about Zack and Miri. Uh, when they have that, they, they use oh, the, yeah. the light up dildos, or I don't know if they light yeah. up, but the colored dildos to fight. Uh, and now I have that. My backpacks got jets. I'm Boba, the Fed. You remember that song he plays? Chris, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that song. It's so fucking good. Uh, but yeah, that scene's awesome. I don't know about yeah. real life ones. I'm sure there's something. Mm-hmm. We'll have to I find mean, them out. I will be in Houston. I mean, we can always make one. <laughs> well, we have to now. It's part of the show. <laughs> Brent and Steven make an actual porno. <laughs> Whatever, like, next time we start and we're just, like, both shell-shocked, we're like, uh, guys, we did it. <laughs> we went through with the porno. <laughs> just the way you were rubbing yeah. your temples. Yeah. I'm still scarred. Just so stressed out, yeah. But I did have fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I got and to dress audience, up like Leia. An audience, if you're wondering, yes, the horse was strong with <laughs> oh, this <one>. no. <laughs> today shall be one of my favorite bits of dialogue from this movie all right you downplayed this during the uh the pre-show when we weren't recording yet uh, i yeah. like that and the i audience think... warm-up <laughs> yeah yeah i think that uh um, I think that we need to keep this going now um, and do a lot of weird sounds throughout every movie. Uh, oh, geez. Okay, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. Brent has to. <laughs> I don't know if I'm up for it, but okay. <laughs> did you write this down? I did. How did I you spell this? I didn't know how this? to spell it, but, yeah. I, but I, I wrote it. Yeah, so I, I spelled it. Oh, I'm sorry. Capital O. O T I N I. Utini. Utini. Can yeah. you use it? Use it in a sentence. Utini. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds great, man. I'm ready In for the this. movie Star Tra- uh, Star Wars, Uh-oh. they say uh, Utini. <laughs> could, could you use it in, in, a, in a better sentence that actually gives me meaning? Nope. Fuck no, man. <laughs> Just fucking Utini, man. Come on, goddamn. <laughs> These fucking so, kids, man. This is Brent as an Inola judge. In a galactic spelling bee. Yeah. <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. So the kid spells the word, and then they're like, huh. I don't know, man. Is that how you spell it? I don't I don't know. This is all verbal. I don't know how to spell any of this shit. <laughs> hey, kid, uh, real quick, spell cat. <sighs> I have an actual story about this, Brent. Okay. I was in a spelling bee as a child. And... Oh. We did, like, class spelling bees around the, you know, like, each classroom did it, and that's, like... like upper class, lower class. Yeah. But, yeah, you separated the words. We did. You're, you're a white guy, so you immediately got into, into the upper class. Well, I right? had cat to spell, oh, oh, obviously. Okay. But the brown yeah. kids had utini, you yeah, know, harder words to spell. I remember, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. But it was, like, uh, each classroom, uh, we did, like, a small spelling bee, and whoever won that classroom went to, like, the school spelling bee, uh, in the classroom, I remember it like vividly. I was like on a good roll that day. I was a good speller's child. I was like knocking it out, uh, won the class easy. Uh, get to the real spelling bee. I remember, um, didn't know my mom was going to be there. She showed up to surprise me to support me. Very sweet of her. Took off work 
came up there, I get the word radar. Now, that's not a hard word, but I'm also a child. I haven't, I don't watch the news. I don't really see that word or I don't, I don't hear anybody like, I don't know. And so my first thought was like, okay, just spell this out. I got the raid part. And for some reason in my brain, it goes R A D E. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'm stuck here now. So I just finished out what I knew radar was A R Ray deer. And <laughs> I remember I was just like, Nope, that's wrong. And I just sat down and that was it. And I was just like, well, my mom came for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my thought was like for like radar, you know, if you're talking like Darth Vader, <laughs> you know, maybe you're like kind of mixing like the, the ER, you know, uh, there's a, there's a lot of words like that, that, was, that seem like it would end in ER, you know, Brent, I have been lowly uh, ashamed of this my entire mm-hmm. life since this event happened. And I think you're right. I was actually channeling Darth Vader mm-hmm. and I stopped and I realized radar Raider is not mm-hmm. what I'm spelling. Radar. Ugh. And then I was already I was already locked in though. I don't think you can go back into spelling bee. I'm not sure. I didn't ask the judges, but yeah, and that's that's fucked up that they won't let a kid like do overs. Like, oh shit, sorry, I flubbed up. I yeah. I I literally know how to spell this, but now yeah. I, you won't let me go back. It's not like there's not uh, backspaces mm-hmm. on a keyboard nor erasers on a pencil. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad you're all here today. Um, before I finish this bullshit word and fail immediately, let me take a quick 20 to tell you about how fucking up is okay in life. I so, would watch this whole thing, yes. Let's go back to the dawn of time, 5,000 years ago. <laughs> and this kid just fucking schools all of these judges. <laughs> yeah. One of them's weeping. Just what yeah. did I do with my life to, to put kids in this situation? The yeah. pressure. You know, another yeah. one is just like, you know, as a child, I went through this and I thought it was a great thing, but mm-hmm. I'm realizing the error of my ways. You know, it really makes mm-hmm. everybody think. Yeah. The kid mm-hmm. continues. Now, let's talk about these judges, okay? Let's put them on blast. So, <laughs> this guy, Kenny, over here with a, str- a piece of st- uh, straw hanging out of his mouth. Mm. First of all, should he even be a judge? Can he spell these words? No, he's looking at a sheet of paper. Also, if we could put it up on the big screen here, you see... Him. This is not his wife. Who is this lady? You mean the judge next to him? The, the lady? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing there, Denise? Does your <laughs> husband know about this? Eight-year-old kid. They clearly fucking. These judges are all in cahoots. Yeah. Then the kid pulls a card from behind his back. So let's see who the true father is, okay? Maury. Maury. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that young Mori Povich was a spelling bee champion. Yeah. Uh, not for being able to spell words properly, <laughs> but for, just for raking the judges over the coals. He was just straight up dragging these judges. So, And you are not the spelling bee champion. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> people like jump up and just like tear the lighting down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, do you want to sink? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got to say it with some emphasis, mm-hmm. okay? Sure, sure, sure. What if you want to do a different reading, okay. you can. Feel free. What was the I word again? I know how you love to do voices. Yeah. Oh, oh the word Super is utini. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so let us sink like our periods on three. 
I saw that you were getting into it. I can't have that. All right, so Utini on three. One, two, three. Utini! If you if you really want it to be an office, you put Dry, Dwight Schrute in there. Fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. <laughs> but it's cool because it's recorded, so we got to put that in there. All right. Hello, outtakes. You said the horses. The horses, the horses. yes. Okay. The horse is strong with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why people don't like it? Yeah, that's it. My uh, washing machine said that it was off balance. Oh, yeah. But I opened up the lid, and, like, everything was even on all yeah. sides of the little tumbler <laughs> like, things. I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. So, I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. Can't trust these damn washing machine uh, droids. Tell me about it. Thank you. Finally, uh, someone says it. I mean, I love someone. droids, but yeah, the washing machine droids are the worst. Finally, a podcast that's brave enough to take on Big Washing Machine Droid.